0: Back at Sarah Street. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We uh man, we're lucky to have sponsors like Sarah Street Grill, man. This is so cool. It's the Super Bowl, first of all. We got some things working against us tonight. It's the Super Bowl today. It's just started. We're in the the beginning of the first quarter. The game is not on in here. We had the option. We chose not to turn it on. The owner of Sour Street has let us, has lent us his office today So we're doing this podcast from the office Not the usual private dining room that they give us We're doing it from his office And uh, his office is dope, it's comfortable It's almost as big as the private dining room anyway But um, there's also, uh, I gotta say man I'm happy Danny came, I'm glad you came today Danny Thank you, happy to be we here We have, uh, <laughs> we're in a snow advisory right now
1: No advisory, yeah. So
0: we want to make sure we get you home safe. got a boogie
1: on out of here. So. As soon as we're done yapping.
0: But uh, yeah, so Sarah Street Grill, what did you think of the menu just so far looking at it? The menu is phenomenal. I was telling Joe, it's like a Bible.
1: This is (laughs) the weight of this thing. It's (laughs) like. uh, It's a weapon. This is not a menu, you know.
0: They take things that they want to do.
1: You know, this is the menu. Here you go. Mm. A flyer, a leaflet. (laughs)
0: No, Sarah Street has a lot of food to offer. It's a leather, embroidered, uh, bound. I <laughs> think it should be on a bookshelf somewhere. With it is. Uh,
1: a delectable selection, it's pretty of regal treats, and a separate sushi menu.
0: Yeah, the sushi menu is as big as a normal menu of most restaurants. Yes, I'm
2: gonna get that um, tonight. Maybe I get sushi today.
0: Yeah, I think I'm gonna switch it up. Um, Sarah Street takes food that they like and they just add to it and they just tr- they make it the shit they make it to the bomb. next level They take it to the next level and they always take care of us um, we really appreciate everything they do for us we got these beautiful microphones we got this lovely space it's heated there's a fucking fire going on in the back i mean you know you
1: got to respect a restaurant that's willing to feed a couple of large men
0: i, I tell you what you know like when, this, a, guy like in, a, like when a guy like me walks in menu like this <laughs> a guy like me walks in you know up oh, for the challenge they fucking roll feeding up their sleeves feeding you is a risk for these guys they roll up their sleeves and yeah, they get to work yeah. he probably goes through 11 of mm-hmm. those drinks yeah, dump out session. the
1: monkey child I here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll
0: drink about a gallon and a half of mint basil iced tea before this process of- Julie hold on You're a good. second I, do, I, do, I do, you do you interrupt this commercial to in I don't Danny this is my wife Julie this hey, is Danny
1: show
0: yeah. oh yeah okay Media. here we go here we go right. nice see you baby Danny got a good memory um, yep, like an elephant. So, Sarah Street, awesome. Who else should we mention? Fast Break Records. Yeah. Fast Break Records has a variety of dope releases coming out this year, Richie. Fury uh, Five 7-inch, Fury Lifeless 5, Album. Lifeless Album is one is of is the bad. best. Yeah. Wow. The As Life- they
2: say, real is back. Hashtag real is back. That's the Fury Five thing right now. Wow. But the Lifeless album, unbelievable, dude.
0: It's one of the best things yeah. I've I've heard in a long time. Hopefully, Dan- so Danny good.
2: takes them under their wing. Takes takes him on tour band Lifeless. Do it,
0: all. Oh man, that would kill. We played with Lifeless
1: yeah. when we played with you guys uh, at Reverb. Yes, right? yeah,
2: yeah, not a good band. Did they a lot. Just they brought us to the next level. So you got Fast Break. Wow. You got Sarah Street. Who else you got?
0: We got uh well, Hostel City Distro. Let's bring it up for That's Tim.
2: Right. Good work out of Philadelphia Hostile City
0: Man his office is cool as shit man
2: Maybe the new biohazard will be uh, You know you'll work what? with Hostel City Distro To get that Get the new biohazard sure? out of out. So We like to bring like people
0: on the podcast And then put them on the spot and <laughs> Make them commit to things We'll bring <laughs> contracts with us We need to know now yeah. Now Now You said though what you said We got you on tape No you said it said you No but react. you said you
3: would
2: We got Danny here. I'm not positive, but I think your first demo was 88,
1: 1988. Something like
2: that, yeah. Okay, that's the year Joe was born. All right. Nah, what year <laughs> <laughs> was that? Like, like, 1988. I had the demo. I'm pretty sure Chris had the demo. We were fans from the first demo. Uh, so we're excited to have Danny on here. Bio, Plus, I one know. thing that always stood out from the first demo, right off the bat Chris, drums. Drums. Bro. We always talked about that. Always. Danny has like a busy snare style. Yeah. Like on the
1: bio, has a demo. That well, wasn't me on the demo.
2: Which one? <laughs> oh wait, is there a guy named wow. Mio? Or Mio, Mio, yeah, yeah, it yeah, yeah, Mio. Was but No, the from uh, from the the maze. The one the maze. maze yeah. Oh, the yeah. maze. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's that. you. That was me. Yeah, that busy okay. snare yeah. style, right? Yeah. That is was it busy. I, I call. Busy? It, I don't know how to explain it. You're a drummer. You might know the term. But it was always, uh, you know, snare.
1: The subtleties are more pronounced. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of, just a lot of double hits, random double hits, yeah. stuff like that yeah. that
2: nobody else was doing yeah. until yeah. my band at the time crutched and with him, we Crutch. tried to rip it off. Did you? Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah, we absolutely. were telling the drummer I think all the time.
0: everybody right? tried to rip yeah. off by, uh, your style, for right. real. I, when we,
1: I
2: was in high school when I first started, <coughs> and Yeah, the dude said to me, listen, it's a hard ass band, it's a metal style, but listen to the drums, Yeah, there's nothing like this, and we popped it in, and <coughs> amazed yeah. yeah, drums you were know really I mean, cool on the record. They were stand out. So we're excited yeah. to have them. Thank MD. you. Thank you. You know, when I first heard heavy.
1: Biohazard, the first thing I said was, "They'd be good if they did the drums a little differently." Like that was yeah. how I. Yeah. That was what I thought the first yeah. time I heard them.
2: So you were seeing them live at first. I saw them once or twice. Yeah. I mean,
1: I know I I grew up with Bobby Hamble. I knew Evan since I'm 12 years old. You yeah. know. So I mean, when they started, and and when Biohazard started was really at my friend's studio in Brooklyn and it was my friend Joe Bravo and me and Joe we had a, a little jam band we used to play there so I would go in there late at night and Biohazard was writing their songs and getting their shit together yeah. in the next room and then they'd always call me in there and be like oh Danny go out in because I knew yeah. Anthony Mio the original drummer of Biohazard was in my bro- older brother's kindergarten class I and mean, oh, no he way, lived yeah. around the corner from me yeah. in Brooklyn so I mean I knew everybody with the exception of Billy Billy wasn't uh, from our neighborhood originally but yeah. The rest of the guys were all neighborhood guys that I knew. So I knew, you know, everybody and saw them at the beginning. And <clears throat> I remember I used to live down the block from Lemoore's in Brooklyn and I walked in one day on a Sunday because they used to have shows there on Sundays, like hardcore shows, kind of like a CBGB's matinee deal yeah. and biohazard was playing one day and there was nobody there <laughs> oh, except for me and my girlfriend. And I watched them and I was like, yeah. You it's were all right. like, all right,
0: I'll take them to the next level. No, I thought right, they were great. I'll do it. I yeah. thought
1: they were great, but I just thought, like, I just thought, like, the way they put the rhythms together and stuff, I was like, wow, there's a lot of potential there, but I don't know.
2: You had some ideas right on the spot. Not really. No? Mm.
1: Not really, to, to but then day, when I... Anthony when I Anthony
2: Mio after you or no?
1: No, he can't come after me.
2: Oh. Oh, no, you heard that. I 18.
1: know Mio a long time.
2: A.M., you heard that. Stay Stephon. home, Mio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, Mio's a good kid, man. I don't even know if he plays the drums anymore, but uh, they—I think they kicked him out or something. I don't know. And uh, I ran into Evan at a show. I was on uh, Avenue A, walking into a club with my girlfriend, and Evan was like, "Yo," he was handing out Biohazard demos on uh, to everybody online. I was waiting to get into a show, and he was like, "Yo, Mio's out of the band, man, bro. You should come jam with us." And I was like, "All right, yeah, why not?" You know, that's awesome. Yeah, I didn't take it very seriously. Yeah. But then a couple days later, I walked in the studio and I thought we were just going to jam. And I didn't realize they had like an audition set up. Like they had a bunch of dudes all sitting there, like really? watching, like waiting, <laughs> like with drumsticks, waiting oh, their turn. Shit. Like, I'm next. I was like, oh shit, this is an audition? Come on.
2: Oh, man. You, know? you were insulted a little bit.
1: I wasn't insulted, but I was just like, I thought we were just going to jam. I didn't yeah. know it was like a big professional. Yeah. deal. You know? So
0: you were like, let's not make this an audition. Let's make well, it a humiliation. We yeah. I'm going to make it a humiliation for these other guys. <laughs>
1: Hey, you auditioning me? I'm auditioning you. Yeah, all right, yeah. all right.
0: That? I'm looking for a bass player,
2: singer, guitar player. <laughs> no, see what you got.
1: No, but we played, and then after we were done, you know, I remember Billy walked over to me. He said, like, "All right, cool, man. Yeah, we'll give you a call." Oh, I was like, "All right, guys, I'll see you." You had a big time yeah. yeah.
0: How old were you when you first started playing the drums? I was
1: five. Five? Yeah. Four, five. Wow. Yeah, I was I was real young.
0: You're like one of them Chinese
1: kids on YouTube. No, I wasn't that yeah. good. Oh. <laughs> Chinese kids are good at everything. I wasn't. You very see, good. some
2: of those clips nowadays. These little kids playing drums. Oh, oh man. man, kids with Amazing. the drums. There must guitar. be North grades, I think yeah. that is some crazy shit. Driven, yeah. driven people, man. Yeah, driven. Sounds... No, wow. we should be
0: that way. I'm trying. I was in New York yesterday, and there was a drummer in the subway. Yeah. Who was just? It was just him with a microphone. Yeah. And a drum set, and he yeah. would sing a song, and you know, so real uh, drums or, or yeah. the pails? No, real drums. Oh yeah, and. I gave my son a couple dollars and he picked a song off the list and the guy sang a uh, redemption song and played oh. drum a drum beat to it. <laughs> it was so dope. Yeah. And I could tell that my son was like he gave my son a stick and he's like, Yeah, just hit whatever you want while I'm Wow. You know, so my son was like hitting along with the rhythm. Yeah. And the guy stopped and he's like, Your son, he's a natural drummer. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Ah, that's what I've been for. Like I've been dying like a to hear that voodoo doctor. Yeah, he looked
2: like a Jamaican voodoo doctor. That's awesome. You, you know, know, when, when for, I was uh man.
1: when I was younger I had a friend of mine who was a really talented jazz drummer, and his father was a famous underground New York City jazz saxophone player who passed away oh, very that's young. The coolest shit, man! But uh, saxophone.
0: yeah, yeah, that's the coolest. But, uh, shit.
1: My friend Jason, he's a, a great like jazz drummer, and I was more like a rock, you know, kind of drummer, you know. And uh, he started taking lessons when he was really young, like twelve years old. With, you know who Kenwood Denard is? Kenwood Denard? No. Old school jazz, funk, fusion, New York guy. Like Harlem, old school musician. Great. Amazing. Half deaf. Like he's almost completely deaf. But uh, my friend was like, yo, listen, I got to take the train up to Harlem today. We, we were 12 years old. And he's like, uh, and where I grew up in Brooklyn is far from everything. He was like, well, come with me, man. we You know, fucking take the train. We'll go to Harlem. And we're going to go fucking hang out with Kenwood Denard. He's teaching me. And I was like, cool, let's do it. And we took a fucking hour and a half train ride up to Harlem. Go to this guy's house. He's got a brownstone. He's got a studio downstairs. And it was fucking Kenwood Denard. You got to Google this guy because he's amazing. He's like a multi-instrumentalist. But what you just said about somebody sitting on the drums in the subway, singing and playing drums. He was like, I want to show you guys something. And I mean, the guy's almost completely deaf, you know. He, he's got a drum seat set up, and he's got his drum set, and he's got pedals, and he's got his kick drum pedal, you know? And then he's got a, a, a snare drum on the other pedal, so he can just oh, wow. play with his with yeah. feet. And then on either side of his drum seat, he has a co- like a Moog bass keyboard, like saddlebags, like on a motorcycle. Oh, shit. A, a bass, and then a regular keyboard. And then he puts a headset on. And he started playing fucking Stevie Wonder and shit.
0: Wow, <laughs> that's, like, that's crazy! And so we
1: were just like, "What the fuck?" You know, and I gave my friend a man. drum. Yeah. gave my friend a drum lesson, <clears throat> and then he says to me, "You play the drums too?" And I was like, "Yeah, but I'm not playing today." you yeah. like, "No, go ahead, play." And he gives me the drumsticks. I started playing, and that's what he said to me too. He goes, "You're a natural drummer." Yeah, yeah, you should be a drummer. Just be a drummer.
2: Yeah, you know? I was like, and when you hear that from shit. a guy like that, it gets yeah, right I was totally intimidated. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But yeah. That's cool. That's how man. I started. Well, that was, wasn't, that was after I started, but that's I when get, I got serious. Yeah. I get yeah. jealous
0: when I see people doing shit. Even, even if I see somebody uh, just playing guitar and singing, yeah. I can't believe that you could play, as, like especially real intricate shit. Like I saw Ted Nugent one time in concert. <laughs> Dude, it's just nonstop leads. Yeah. And he's singing and talking shit and saying true. racist shit to me the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> like, Tell him what said. This is crazy. Yo, he said. I do not believe it. He said to you? Is, <laughs> not to me, but... I would say I was the only black person in the whole concert hall that yes. I saw. So, you know, I, I'll take it like it was, was to to it was to me. It was to me. What did he say? When he goes, he's like, are y'all excited? And was like, yeah. are y'all ready? Yeah. Get out your seat and dance like a nigga. No. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> Where oh was this? It was uh, not far from here. It was uh, Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. Is that crazy or what? dude? Yeah. And I, my face dropped because like all I, w- I just wanted to hear him play. <laughs> I wanted, I wanted to hear uh, 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 what's that one song? Um, Cat Scratch Fever. Cat Scratch Fever. Uh, Stranglehold. Oh. Stranglehold. I couldn't wait to hear Stranglehold, and he was about to play Stranglehold, <laughs> and it totally ruined it for me. I was so bummed. Oh, like, wow. man. And it was like. I'm not even kidding. There was three rows deep in front of me, three rows behind me, to the left, to the right. Just everyone's head whoosh, turned and looked at me. Oh, God. Like, God damn it. Like, I, I was like should, I, uh, should I stand up and storm out? I, <laughs> what do I do? What would you
1: do? 20,000 uh, people, you one little black guy. Hey, fuck you. Know you, he should, you yeah, I can't believe
2: he did that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can believe it, actually. You should have
2: outdanced everybody there is what you should have Yeah. Done. <laughs>
0: I should have done the fucking. You the can worm. take it as a cop. I'd say, clear some space. I'm yeah. about to do the worm <laughs> move <laughs> <Do> the robot. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. When he told that's me that story, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I couldn't believe it, man. Yeah, that's, believe that's it, man. Amazing. Yeah. it broke my heart a little Ted bit. Illusion. It healed well, remember, when that's Guns Roses, yeah.
2: remember when Guns N' Roses had the song with the N word in it? Yeah. I was like, I saw
1: them perform that song for the first time. It yeah. was at CBG, well, not CB's, but right next door to CB's, they opened up the CBGB gallery for yeah, a little yeah. while. Remember they had yeah. like a little cafe going on? Me and my friend were walking down Bowery going right past CB's, and there was some girls standing out. For, actually, my friend was the doorman, and um, he was like, yo, what are you doing over here? And we were like, nothing, we're just going that way. Yeah. And he was like, yo, there's a band in here tonight. You should come in and check it out. And I was like, in the club? And he was like, "No, in the gallery." And I was like, "You got bands in there?" He's like, "No, tonight there's a band going to do a acoustic set." And I said, "Who is it?" He goes, "Oh, it's these guys." And he hands me a little record, like a little forty-five, and it's Guns and Roses. I said, "I know who they are." Yeah. And like, I'm like, "They're here?" And he's like, "Yeah, they're, they're right there." And I look in, and it's like, like a bunch of chairs set up on the little stage is about four inches high, and th- there they are sitting there with like bongos and guitars oh, and I would shit. Love to see that's that. awesome. Like, so me and my friend were like, Yo, we can go in and he was like, Yeah, go ahead. I fucking sat like this, like this yeah. close to them. Yeah. Like we are right now. And I just watched them, you know, and they sang all this shit and they did that song.
2: Yeah, one in a million. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I remember when he said that, everybody was like, ooh <laughs> <laughs> He said the M word. Burr, 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 the bouncer's
0: face came murmur, murmur, murmur. Yeah. Oh, yeah, especially especially
1: at that time in New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you know. Yeah, I remember. He didn't did say that well. word public. You yeah, know what I mean? He yeah. yeah. didn't yeah. spout that word out. And this redheaded dude. Just, yeah, that was you weird, know,
0: he's redheaded
2: too. That, man, that is man. a great song. I love that song. It's probably song. my favorite song by now Yeah, I like Guns N' Roses. Yeah. I like them yeah. Me too. You know, I did like them.
0: Yeah, they got. I don't know what that, they're doing now. That first record, I didn't like them. Was and then Richie forced them down my throat. And no, I think that's. I, one of the did, best I don't. I don't like everything, time, but yeah. I don't like everything they do. But they got some really awesome. Well, songs. that one, the first record, then
2: then the one with One in a Million on it, which was like covers and some acoustic originals. That was great. And then Use Your Illusion. No were, good. Be, between the two albums, they might have had half album. Well, let me tell you songs. something.
1: On my fucking iPod. Yeah. Right. I got a bunch of records. Um, I bought a fucking computer from somebody, right? Yeah. And a bunch... He had a bunch, like, a music library on there. So I just copied it into my iTunes, yeah. you know? So I ended up with a lot of, like, new shit. I was like, oh, this Beatles stuff, and all this shit that I didn't have. Among that, though, is, like, the entire U2 collection, which I can... I want to kill somebody. Yeah. And everything Guns N' Roses ever did. Yeah. So I got this fucking thing on Shuffle... And random songs From Use Your Illusion Come on And it is the worst shit I've heard of ah, That
3: is some
2: good November <laughs> Rain I like What but was Civil well, yeah, War but come on. Civil War that well, was a I like song. that song yeah. That's a good song
1: that, about The rest a, of it is crap
2: But yeah, for two crap. albums crap. It was garbage, garbage But it was about A half album worth of. But Appetite for
1: Destruction Was a brilliant yeah. rock record yeah.
2: Beginning to Is that uh,
0: Rocket Queens On there Yeah that, Yeah that's, that's Big Show got me Into that Rocket song Rocket Queen yeah. Rocket Queen That's a good one That's a good record For rock
2: you guys ever play with them? You guys are some big things. We never play with them. So, no. okay. Uh yeah. we're probably ready to order yeah, now. Awesome. Order. Yeah. Awesome. What's your name oh. again? Kim? Kim. Yep.
0: Our server today is Kim. Kim. Yep. And uh no, not Kim. Kim. There take go. with an M. Kim. With an M, yeah. Kim. Uh so Kim, I think <laughs> today you wanna start, Danny? No.
1: Right. No, you start because I don't even know what I want.
0: Alright. I for the last Eight podcasts we did. I got the big red burger, so I'm gonna mix it up today. Oh, I'm not gonna get the big red burger. I would like a CFC okay. roll sushi. You got it. CFC. CFC. You're Do gonna anything? you're gonna love it. it looks squinting like squinting and looking at like the a menu now, that? What's that? And I would like uh, the uh-huh. vegan. I would like vegan pasta billori, please. Okay, oh, yeah.
2: you got it. Oh, that's a new thing, vegan pasta bellori. Yeah. yeah, I used to get. I used to get. um Penny Sechnal. Yeah, let me get a. Oh, you want mm-hmm. Can I drink two? Yes, please. Three more, more gallons drink. of mint basil iced tea. <laughs> what's the, be- the best selling hamburger you got? Hamburger? Mm-hmm. I'd probably go with the Louisiana burger. I'll go with that. Let yeah. me go with that. I get a medium well. Okay. Fries and.
0: Uh, onion ring. Yeah,
2: onion ring appetizer. Oh, shit. Onion
0: ring. Oh, yeah. ring. Oh, yeah. ring. We were we talking talk about that <laughs> earlier. We were talking
2: about it earlier. Danny got me excited. You might as well get two of them because. Uh, two of them. You yeah. Got it.
1: I want the, the mozzarella luna. Okay. Yeah. yeah Do you want not or yeah. You? Okay.
0: yeah. Out here we call it mozzarella luna. Yeah. Mozzarella yeah.
1: and ricotta yeah. on the manicotti. All right. right?
0: Mozzarella.
1: I'm not even Italian and I say it right.
0: Mm.
1: And uh, what else? I don't know what else. I
2: don't know. You got to get a lead thing. You just got a little side there got to
1: get a little something. That's probably not. It. I don't know. So you, gotta, you know what? I'll try one of these rolls. Okay. Let me sushi roll. Uh, let me get that uh, that dragon roll with no uh, cavi- uh, caviar. Boom. Boom. Nah. Oh, Why, is that good? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've heard
2: of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: that's good. Okay. Thank, Thank you. you. Can I have a Louisiana
2: burger? Okay. Well. All right. And a uh, straight-up for us. Okay, perfect. <clears throat> you guys got it. anything
0: else? No, we're good. Thank I you, I think care. we're good. Thank yeah. you, Kim. No
2: problem. I'll leave the drink. All all right. Right. Wait a minute. You
1: guys <clears throat> got nachos, too? We do. We need it. We need nachos. Get some
0: too. nachos. You, know, you got it. <laughs> For you. Uh, whose idea, was, doing, whose was, idea was caviar? Uh, that was uh, Jacob L. Caviar. Dumb. That was idea. Thing. I never ate. I've seen it on a menu, I'm afraid to eat it. I've had already. it before. It's
2: yeah, who, who gives I don't a have a very sophisticated palate. Supposedly, people love it. I mean, yeah, but it's bad.
0: not like I, I think people just eat it because it's expensive or because they the fuck does it taste like? I don't know. It's like salt, salt, it's salty, like. like Crunchy salt. Americans love salt. We love salt. Oh yeah, salty. We
2: love in America. People from uh, other places always, always notice. We love sweet combined with savory, mm. we, and a lot of other countries don't mess like that. They yeah. I, everywhere I go, I'm like, yeah, it's good food. It's bland. It's bland. But we would love like, <laughs> like something you know, bacon covered in syrup. You know, we like yeah. we like the yeah. salty and yeah. sweet. You it's got to. I mean? It's got to be extreme. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know what I used to love. I haven't done this in a long, years, but. A F- Wendy's frosty, yeah, and then uh, dip the French fries in it. Oh, and Jesus! You just scoop the oh, French, so scoop nice. the frosty yeah, with the French nice. fries. That's some trailer park style yeah. stuff. Right there. Yeah, it's
2: pretty trashy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it might be good thinking about it. It though. is it delicious. Be, it it's delicious. delicious, like the hot, salty French yeah, fries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, just, you
0: see somebody do it, you're like look at this fucking asshole. Piece of but shit. then you know, <laughs> then you like right. the next time you get a frosty and some French fries, you are like need a fucking frosty. Yeah, I haven't had a frosty in years,
1: bro. The other day, I was taking vitamins. <clears throat> in my house and my kids like this fucking True Moo chocolate milk that yeah. my wife buys for them you know True Moo and uh I, you know I, I take the vitamins I'm one of these guys that take vitamins I get nauseous like I'm gonna throw up right away I'm like I gotta go to work so I'm like taking vitamins I'm like let me get a glass of this chocolate milk bro I haven't had a glass of chocolate milk in years Yeah, when you don't drink that shit for a long time and yeah. then you fucking just yeah we got bread and good Bro, it's like, zing. Yeah? Like, yeah, it brings God. you right back. Yeah. It's fucking sweet and creamy and good. Holy wow.
0: shit. You wonder Remember why you're gonna stop. There Damn. used to be a dairy in oh, yeah. East Stroudsburg called yes, Mosier's yes. Dairy. Yeah. yeah. And they had a big sign out front, the best chocolate milk in the world, yeah. right? And you go in there, it was the best chocolate milk it in the world. Because really it's just like whole milk straight from the cow's titty. Yeah. Uh, just dumped. A, a half a cup of Hershey syrup yeah, Fox's in a cup bet. of milk. Like it was so chocolatey and so milky. Oh. oh so now it's a friggin' awesome.
2: Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. yeah, Dunkin' Donuts. A horrible, bunch of Indians selling yeah, Horrendous. Place. No offense, it's Chris.
0: Would you like
1: a banana?
2: Yeah.
0: Danny, uh yes, sir. before we started, you were telling us a story about uh you you used to be vegetarian. Yeah. And you stopped being vegetarian. But yeah, I'm true. not even so much concerned with that as the Circumstances yeah, that sounded good. That it happened in. Yeah. Okay, yes. So would you please oh, yeah. recall so, us? So
1: what happened was, yeah, I was. I was a vegetarian for a long time. <clears throat> and, um, you know, I don't have any dietary restrictions at all. You know Beautiful. I try to eat healthy. Yeah. I, I do eat healthy. But, uh, yeah, I was a vegetarian for a long time. Bio- Biohazard was on tour. And um, <clears throat> we were opening for Ozzy Osbourne. We were on tour at Ozzy Osbourne. Oh. One That's of these arena... Amazing. ...where you go up on stage and you play for a half-empty arena for 20 minutes at 6.30 at night. That mm-hmm. was us. And it was Biohazard, Sepultura, Danzig, and Ozzy. You know, it was cool.
2: Awesome. Yeah, it yeah. was awesome.
1: Um, and this is like 1996. And uh, we, uh, we... Like the tour, what I was saying before was that the tour... The first day of the tour, we, we get in late. We flew in from Australia. Met the tour in Kentucky. And it was the first day of the tour. We go backstage... We go into what we thought was our dressing room. My girlfriend, now my wife, flew in from New York to meet me in Kentucky. And we all meet up. It's like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and we're getting our passes. And they're like, this is the tour. These are the people. And you guys just get in the fucking corner and shut up because Ozzy Osbourne's on stage. And it was totally cool. It was amazing. Yeah. And uh, my wife drifted into the uh, catering room. And um, it was like a fucking Las Vegas buffet. I mean, it was crazy. man. And uh, anyway, they threw her out. Oh, and did? she came and got me. And she was like, I think I went somewhere I wasn't supposed to go. And yeah. then right behind her, she comes into the dressing room and tells me this. Right behind her is the big security guard guy. Comes in. God damn it, you guys ain't allowed in the catering. And we're like, oh, sorry, we didn't know. It's the first day, we didn't know. Yeah. You're not allowed in the catering. And who told you to come in this room? You guys don't even have a dressing Get out to your bus. You don't even have a fucking dressing room. Oh. And they threw us out of the building. And told us, You're in your bus, we'll send out some waters and some shit, and you're on stage at seven twenty, so just fucking stay out there till we call you in.
3: Yeah.
1: Rude. Very rude, you know. And we were like, Wow, whatever. Fuck you, you know. But it was the first day, it was Ozzy, you know, it was a fucking Ozzy tour. So what were we gonna do, you know? Normally we would have fucking wrecked that guy, honestly, come in there like an idiot. But you know, it was the Ozzy tour, everybody was like, Be cool, whatever. So we go out to the bus, and we're sitting there, we're like, what the fuck is up with that guy? We gotta deal with this every day? Yeah. Fuck this, you know? Let's go home.
3: Yeah.
1: Fuck this. My girlfriend says to me, I, you know, I wanna go inside. I, I you know, I gotta use the bathroom, I gotta go inside. I said, go ahead, you know? I'll be right here. I'm not going back in there. Fuck them. Yeah. All right. so she goes inside. I don't see her for three hours.
3: Oh.
1: Where the fuck is she? Right? Yeah. yeah. I get carried away, I'm setting up drums and doing all this other shit. Anyway, we're about to go on stage, and I haven't seen my girlfriend in three hours. I finally see her. She's got an all-access, go anywhere you want photo pa- like VIP lounge oh, yeah? pass, with her picture on it. And she just walks in, like, "Hey," I'm like, "Where the <laughs> fuck have you been?" She was like, "Oh, I was. I went into the catering room, and I met this nice lady, and and she asked me if I was hungry, and I told her I was a vegetarian, and she fed me." And then she, she, you know, I hung out with her, and then she asked me who I was and what I was doing here, and I told her I was with you guys, and with Biohazard, and she gave me this pass, and, you know, that yes. was it. And I said, who, what lady? Yeah. And then, like, two seconds later, Sharon Osbourne walks over to us, onto our bus, and goes, who told you guys you can't have catering? We were like, I don't know, <laughs> one of your guys. And she goes, who told you guys you can't have a dress room? And we were like, I don't know, it was one of those big fucking mooks you got yeah. over there. Yeah. She was like... You guys can go into catering and eat whatever the fuck you want every day. And every day you can have a fucking dressing room. Beautiful. And she was like, I don't know. Who the fuck told you that? Yeah. And she was like, and this little girl can go anywhere she wants. And boy, this is my girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, that's
0: badass. And she leaves. That's and we great. were like,
1: I was like, babe, what the <laughs> fuck did you do to this yeah. lady? She, she one more. She was like, nothing. I just talked to her for a while. <laughs> she was nice. And we were talking about dogs and cats and blah, blah, blah. And I told her I was a vegetarian. And yeah. then after that, boom, we had this catering. It was lost I know, it's a big story for just this. But anyway, I'm a vegetarian. Yeah. We're on the Ozzy tour, and now they give us everything. Ozzy's being nice to us. Everybody's treating us really well. And we're like, why? You yeah. know, this is amazing. So we're on the tour. Like three weeks into it, we play like in the mountains of Montana. Like a like an amphitheater. Yeah. You know? And it's like an outdoor amphitheater. And that day, they uh they brought in like some kind of they like all day they're like, oh, Catering tonight's going to be insane, and we're like, well, you know, whatever. Yeah. And catering's insane every day. I don't know if you noticed, yeah. but uh, they they had like some kind of crazy barbecue going on, like where they got the, like the the big things, like know, a Montana cooking, outdoor you know, barbecue. And, bro, smell <laughs> everywhere. Place. The whole backstage smell, you know. It's yeah. like, so, anyways, dinner time, and and like we go on stage right after dinner. So I don't even eat. You know, I just go get some food and I stash it in the bus. And then I eat after the show Because, you know, I'm playing the drums I can't eat As is the custom Right So I'm online with the guys in Ozzy's band And at the time it was uh, Rob from Metallica Was the bass player And this guy Joe was the guitar player And the drummer was uh, Mike from from Faith No More The drummer from Faith No More And they're online right in front of me And I'm like, what's going on? They're like, dude, you gotta get the steaks You gotta get the burgers today It's insane I'm like, man, I haven't eaten that shit in like seven years
2: Might be a risky move Yeah Yeah
1: And uh Somebody says to me Yo if ever you're gonna have that shit Have it tonight I went alright fuck it Yeah Just like that And I fucking said Let me get a steak Let me get a burger You know (laughs) (laughs) Put that shit in the bunk You know Wrapped it up in my shit Put it in the bunk Went and played the show And honestly The whole time I'm playing the show All I can think about is
2: eating That (laughs) fucking steak I was like What's gotten into me You're playing real hard What's the meaning of this Yeah playing everything real fast Yeah
1: Yo, after the show, I ate that fucking steak. I ate that burger. I yeah. went back out to cater and got another steak. Beautiful. Yo, just killed it. And yo.
0: I no repercussion? You didn't feel sick later on? No. Like that? I yeah. did
1: not feel uh, sick. And yeah. I thought I was going to feel sick. Everybody always says that, yeah. Yeah, nah. I, I think that's just sick. like
0: weak stomach people who get right. sick at shit anyway. I yeah. felt yeah. like
1: somebody injected something into me that just made me more of a yeah. Man. Well, yeah. man. Yeah, it was just like, <laughs> yeah. I was, uh.
0: <sighs> when I was in seventh grade, I became a vegetarian. Yeah. I was, I, so I was like 14 years old and probably till I was like 21. And me and Richie used to work together Yeah. hanging sheetrock. Yeah. And, and these houses that were like in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, so, you so you couldn't get lunch if you wanted unless
2: you bring it. Yeah, yeah we're yeah, in, a, yeah. in
0: a, some development and somewhere in the woods. It's just like they build a bunch of houses but there's no stores, there's no Nothing. conveniences. Yeah. So we're working and I didn't bring a lunch and Richie had... Uh, <laughs> he brought lunch but he brought like a big bag of bread and a thing of turkey make my own like a, sandwiches yeah, yeah, yeah to make yeah, his yeah. own shit that's some my mustard. Mustard. that's what i do too some mustard so uh i'm sitting across the room from him at, at lunch and i'm just like staring at his turkey <laughs> <laughs> it's just like i was just staring at the turkey and he's just like offered me like yeah you want you want a sandwich i was like nah yeah yeah, uh, give uh, me. yeah. and i just yeah that, that was it his brother was there right i think my brother was there his brother yeah. was like a more of
2: a diehard dude, so he yeah. probably didn't want to he was probably disappointed fold him. in front of his older brother, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. I folded But huh?
0: uh yeah, that was it was good. I never got sick. I, yeah. and I and that was like right before Thanksgiving, I remember. Yeah. And then Thanksgiving was like a day or two away from Oh my yeah. god, I went nuts. Bro. When I when I broke my vegetarian vow, it was just
1: downhill from for like four months straight. <laughs> like I put on like forty pounds. Like right after that Ozzy tour we went out with uh, Pantera for a month and a half. And Damn, those guys good. were just cooking up steaks and shit yeah. like that every day. It was just, phew, probably got so fat. You guys insane. had some
2: serious tours and stuff going on. We did, yeah. I did think, was this uh, while you were with Warner Brothers or Roadrunner, uh, or even after?
1: <clears throat> well, during that time and after that yeah. time, yeah, a little bit of both. Because
2: you guys were with two major labels, right? Did you do some with Mercury after Warner?
1: Brothers? Yeah. Yeah, we did. We and signed how's it Polygram. Because we, you know, we don't know. Like,
2: nowadays... I well, guess. we signed
1: so many fucking deals. We were on so many fucking labels. You know? Yeah. yeah. we signed... I mean, when we started out, we were on a little independent label called Maze. We, that, we remember yeah, that. Yeah, a guy in his garage in Rockville Center. You know, yeah. it was nothing. And, um, <clears throat> you know, the guy was fucking scumbag. But, uh, long, you know, yeah. that's another day. And uh, then we did the Roadrunner deal, which is... You know, we just wanted to be on... For us, it was like Roadrunner. Yeah. Road Racer. Yeah. You know, for a while they were called Road Racer, Road Runner. They had, yeah. And they had kind of like a, um, they had like a metal hardcore division of Road Runner. And we were into all those records, you know.
2: Typo negative stuff. Well, carnivore, carnivore and, stuff. You know, shit like that. Yeah. So
1: Road Runner for us, it was like, whoa. Yeah. That was big. That yeah. was a major label. Yeah. You know? And, um, and we did Urban Discipline for Road Runner. Yeah. But the deal that we signed at the same time that we were doing that, um we had a manager named Scott Koenig who worked for a uh, Rush Artist Management. It was like Russell Simmons company, Def Jam, all that stuff. Yeah. All interlinked. Their office was around the corner from CBGB's. And we used to be there every day and, and Russell yeah. loved us. He was like, Oh man, you white guys are crazy. Yeah. You're crazy white guys, you know? And uh he always wanted to put us together with some kind of rappers, you know. Yeah. Always want because he he knew we were into it. And uh we used to hang out in that office and, and, and like talk to like Big Daddy Kane and fucking Flavor Flav yeah. was always there. And I mean, we met everybody there in that time, like, like, you know, the late 1980s. It was yeah. Elizabeth Street. Um, so it was amazing, you know. And, uh, Russell, when we were doing, uh, the Urban Discipline record, we played a show at the Palladium in New York City. And Russell Simmons came to that show and, um, Russell and Lior Cohen. And they were like, You guys are gonna be fucking huge, man. Fuck this little record label. Independent. We know because our whole thing was we wanted to put out an independent record. We didn't want to be, you know, major label band. Like we didn't know any bands that were on major labels, and it just seemed like uh, an environment that we wouldn't feel good about. Like it just, if it was too intimidating, too much of a sellout move. We just didn't want to do it. And uh, Russell and Leor were like, "Yo, you guys." Are going to be huge. You got to blow this shit up, and you got to get it to as many people as you possibly can. You're doing something different, and you need to get it out there. So, I mean, we're going to get you a deal. And um a couple months later, somebody from Warner Brothers. We started getting offers; like it was crazy. We already had a deal. Yeah. We were already recording Urban Discipline. Oh, you were getting deals while you were while we before were doing that album, album was even out. We were meeting with Geffen. Like Michael wow. Olago was hanging around with us. That's the Guns of Roses label, Joe. And we were meeting with. Nice. Um, MCA we were meeting with uh, Polygram we were, and Warner Brothers and the dude yeah. from Warner Brothers was like the coolest dude. I remember we walked into his office, he was from my neighborhood in Brooklyn. Really? Yeah, he was like a totally like legit cool dude, talked to us mm. about music, just a laid back, you know, guy. And we felt like very comfortable with that. Mm. So we were like, know, you know, put it together. I don't know, what do you do? What do you say yes? I don't yeah. know. So they they put together a deal where they they let us put out Urban Discipline on Roadrunner. And the agreement was Roadrunner was like, cool with that. And they were going to make a little money off the next record. And the, rec- the next record was going to come out on Warner Brothers. Okay. And uh, so it was a kind of weird Yeah, I deal. never knew that.
2: I figured like while, you know, when Urban Discipline came out, then some other labels took interest because that's sold no, a lot no, it, was,
1: it was before Urban Discipline.
2: That's crazy. And the funny
1: thing was when Urban Discipline came out, it didn't really do shit. I remember we were on tour in the United States. We were touring with... Uh, we did, uh, this one tour we did was like, um, Sheer Terror and Sick of It All and Biohazard. And, um, I remember while we were on that tour, it was like, you know, people knew who we were because we had been touring a lot and yeah. we had the first album out and we we just went and did tours on our own for yeah. that album. We toured the entire U.S. with The Exploited in 1990. We, we did, um, we did a lot of touring on our own, you know, with Creator. Um, <clears throat> but that tour, I remember being on tour with Sick of It All and, uh... Talking to Craig, and it's like, Yo, I can't believe like nobody gives a shit about our record. Because I felt really good about Urban Discipline. Yeah. But when it came out, nobody really cared. Until we did a video for Punishment, and it, it ended up on Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. And that's when shit just got crazy. Wow. Yeah, we had a stretch where it that's was what like. That's took? Beavis, yeah, Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, Beavis and Butthead.
0: <clears> that brought a lot of bands
2: to the I don't the know if this is yeah. true, but I heard that Punishment was mm-hmm. the most played video on Headbangers Bowl. I heard
1: that too. I don't know if it's true.
2: It's pretty crazy. I Let's just say it's true. Let's go with it. You know, heard that. it. It's true. That's know, I heard it. It's yeah. true. But I, yeah, I, I saw on it a, on there plenty of times. We were on
1: a lot of different labels. You know, yeah. We did the Warner Brothers thing for two records, and then we did a Polygram record yeah. in uh, uh, Sanctuary. We were on label Sanctuary. You know. Now That's we're on Nuclear blast. blast.
2: Yeah. Nuclear Blast seems to be doing good with, with some <clears> of the picks yeah. they got now. Yeah, yeah they cool. made some pretty cool for hardcore stuff. I'm digging it. Yeah, I don't know their metal roster or whatever, but... But uh, it's weird now, right, with, like, could you imagine being a, a newer band now? Because it seemed like when I, I know a lot of, like, bands that were, you know, in, in those times, and even ones without, like, major label support, just decent labels, mm. they got some, you know, decent advances and stuff. seems those days are gone, you know, like... We never really got that. I mean, we never got money from the record label. Nah? No. No.
1: I mean, we had publishing deals and stuff. Yeah. But we didn't really get paid until we sold records. Oh, really? Like, I remember...
2: Yeah, I mean, we... Like, what, would they give you a certain budget or something? How would it work? They would give
1: us a budget. Yeah. And, you know, uh, like when we did the first record for Warner Brothers, we all moved to Los Angeles to do that record because we yeah. got a deal on a studio out there. Yeah. And the producer that I really wanted to do, that we all really wanted to do the record with, was Ed Stasium, who's a guy that I love. I mean, he's like a mentor to me. You know, he did like a lot of the earlier Ramones records. He's oh, just wow. just a great like yeah. East Coast, old <clears> school, <throat> you know, real analog engineer. You know, just a very skilled, he's like a scientist in the studio. Yeah. I love that guy. I still talk to him. And uh, he was the guy we wanted to do the Biohazard State of the World Address album. Because, you know, we just, we like when we did uh, the Urban Discipline record, you know, the guy who, we, we recorded that record on uh, 21st Street in Manhattan in this guy's basement. You know, this guy, Warton Tears, had a. Like a kind of like home built studio in yeah. his basement of his building. Yeah. And it was real small. I mean, it was like the size of this little thing here, you know. The drums were in his little hallway. There was a little kitchen with a sink right there. And, yeah. you know, we had like the rest of his basement. It was all cement. And then he had like a little room built where he had his homemade board. But we really liked the feel of that record. And we liked doing it in kind of an unconventional way way with a guy who was thinking more underground not a guy who was thinking like let me squeeze these guys for some hit songs you know we weren't yeah. we weren't really thinking that way so urban this one worked out but then when we were doing uh when we were going to do this the warner brothers record what happened was we uh somebody asked us to do a black sabbath song for a an album they were doing a tribute album on the black sabbath and we were like yeah we'll do it you know and they were like, you know, here's the songs, you know, pick a song, you know, Paranoid, War Pigs, all the hits, you know. And we were like, we want to do a more obscure, you know, Black Sabbath song, you know, not like not one of the typical songs. Yeah. And we ended up with uh, After Forever, you know, a song After Forever, which I love that song, you know, and we, we kind of made it into our own thing, but we kind of stayed true to the original. But when we went in the studio to do that, we recorded it with a friend of ours in um in some big studio in Manhattan. But Ed Stasium mixed it for us. Yeah. And he did such a great job mixing it. We were like, this guy is the best, man. You know, let's make the record with him. So we went to LA. We had the budget from Warner Brothers. It was like, and it was enough money for us, the four of us to live in a rented, mm-hmm. furnished apartment in Los An- in Hollywood. Yeah. And have two rental cars for a month. Wow. And drive to the studio every day and, and, you know, make yeah. the record. That was it. Just live there and record. So that's, that was yeah. it.
2: So that's what we did. That's something that probably nowadays would be,
1: would be impossible yeah. for most bands to do.
2: Yeah. yeah. Because you weren't seeing that, but you were living on it, kind of. It was yeah. covering, yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Wow, that's awesome. And we
1: man. didn't actually make any money. I mean, that was probably 1994. We didn't make any money from yeah. that for two years. Yeah. You know? We went on the road, and when we were on the road, you know, the band was selling t- you know, 20,000 records a month, 30,000 records a month, all this shit. Damn. And, uh, but we had no idea. Yeah. Because we were... We were on the road for 18, 19 months straight, yeah. just working every single day, living on a bus yeah. or in vans or whatever the case may be. <clears throat> Actually, right after that, we, we we got a tour bus for the first time. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, we didn't know what was going on out there. Yeah. We just knew every day we would pull up to whatever club we were playing, and yeah. it was fucking packed. Yeah. You know, and that was it. Getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, and bigger. we were getting sound scans, Yeah, reports every week. You know, they'd call us and go, oh, you guys did 10,000 records
0: this week, 5,000 records this week. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Numbers yeah. like that now just like, Yeah, you never you never yeah. hear. Yeah, it's almost impossible. <clears throat> yeah. Dude, you know what,
1: who the fuck cares though? You know, yeah. because like in the end I mean the band became popular, the band sold records and you know, the band did some great amazing shows which I'm I'm forever grateful for. But you know <clears throat> as time goes on, you know, all that all that stuff, if you if you're not doing something you love to do, oh, it doesn't yeah, totally. matter, you know. All that, all that stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. All that shit comes and goes. By you know, as a band, we had that like a little sniff of, of a big success, and then we lost a lot of it. And like you were saying about new bands, now I feel like a new band now. Yeah, you know, and I'm, i I like it. It's cool. I, I don't really give a shit. About, That's one of the uh,
0: things I wanted to ask you about was um <clears throat> like What's in a, you you guys basically started over fresh. Yeah, totally. It's absolutely. it's still biohazard. You still got the the major pieces of play that make it sound like biohazard, but you're starting over fresh with yeah. uh absolutely. You know cuz it, it it's like generations have passed since mm-hmm. then. You know what I mean? There was a big gap of time missing and there's like a yeah. whole new generation of people who ne- who need to become biohazard yeah. fans. A lot of so, people don't know who we are anymore. What's up? What's the, like the the challenge in that? Is it is are you looking at it like a challenge or are you looking at it like yeah. let's just play some shows and have fun?
1: Pretty much, yeah. Sorry, I have a mouthful. Of mozzarella. eat baby.
0: That's what we do. Mangiana, um, him came felice. back with the mozzarella luna and the nachos. The way I'm looking at it, it's like and your onion ringa.
1: You know, I don't. Uh, you know, I have a business that I do when I'm home, so like the money we make from the band obviously that's reduced quite a bit from the way it was 15 years ago or whatever but um, you know I don't have to rely on that as my sole source of income which is good Um, but it's still a struggle you know I gotta work every day and do everything we all work you know but um, in a way it's really cool I like the way it is now because it is like starting over but I mean you know we kind of have the freedom to do whatever the fuck we want to do It's not on a huge, giant arena rock level. And I was never comfortable with that anyway. It's kind of at whatever level we want it to be at, you know? I mean, we go to Europe, and and we do well in Europe, overseas. And we do well in South America. In the U.S., I I, I don't think it really, really even remembers us. But, you know, we're doing whatever the fuck we want to do. Which, for me, it's like we're finally at a point, even though it's like a weird time in the music industry and all that bullshit... For us personally, I mean, we're finally at a point where we're just going to do whatever the fuck we want to do and play whatever shows we want to play. And, um, you know, that's it. We yeah. don't have any big bills to pay with any big record labels. We right. don't have, we don't have uh, I mean, we we own the studio. We're going to mm-hmm. do the record in, you nice. know, and, I mean, we just pick and choose what we want to
0: do, yeah. you know. Well, so the, that's tour, cool. the it, tour we did with you guys in April mm-hmm. was... I've said it before, probably on this podcast, but that was that was the most fun tour I was ever on in my life. That, that was that time. was amazing, and um, just seeing you guys every night—it's like there's an ag- an agenda almost. Where like, all right, this is like this is what we're here for. We're here for the we're here for the show. Mm. So you when you're on stage, you're all business, and it's just like. Everybody's got a job to do. Do mm-hmm. your job the best you can do it, and uh, it's just—it's crazy to see the level of energy hmm. that you guys bring to the stage. You know what I mean? We tour with Sick of It All, and they're the same thing. It's like this—this this energy man. level that's like, holy shit! How do you maintain that? Those guys make me nervous. I go see Sick of It All, I'm nervous. Yeah. <laughs> well, do, dude, this great. watching yeah. Bobby and Billy on stage yeah. is insane. They're, out of they're fucking. That's one of my
2: all-time favorite guitar player, Bobby Hamble. Oh yeah, Bobby Hamble's an awesome. animal. He's, he's an a, animal.
0: He's the best. But uh, yeah, it's it was really cool to see you guys. Um, I saw you, you know, quite a few times back in the in the '90s, mm-hmm. and um, it's just cool to see you guys playing again and and still having this level of energy and like fun. You know, like you're still yeah. enjoying it. And I think uh, we
1: enjoy it more now. Yeah. I
0: mean, honestly, I do. You know, was back it? then
1: it was it became so much work because we had, you know, we were going on the road and it was just like, yeah, okay, uh, you guys are going to be out for nine weeks straight and then you're going to come home for three days and then another 60 shows. It was like so much shit. It was like, wow. And I always enjoyed it. It was, you know, it was always great, but it was so fucking much. Yeah. Like now we kind of do everything on our own terms now. And we tour as much as we want to. We still, you know, tour a good good amount of time. But um when you do it on your own terms and with people you like all the time and everybody's getting along, it's so much easier and better, you know. It's fun. So that tour for us with you guys and with Madball and Devil and Me, and I mean, that was just so much fucking fun to be around. You know, like those Madball guys. I mean, Freddie and Hoya. I go way back with those guys. I know them forever. Yeah, they had a good time. And you guys, I was so psyched to be on tour with you guys. Because, oh, thank you, Daniel. Because no you time. guys are great. You know, you guys are fucking great. And that he, whole thing was just great. Yeah. All of us on the bus together. You know, everybody just becoming friends and just having fun. It was it There was a little vibe. feud
2: with you and uh, Luke Rota, our drummer, though. I, little... I didn't think there was a feud.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like Luke.
2: No, I'm just kidding. He, was, he got a little unruly that night. That's all. He doesn't yeah. like me. He likes you. He loves you. He's he nervous. Love he wants him. to be you. You're one of his he's mentors good and around you. It's kind of like when he's around me. He gets a little nervous. Uh, he looks up to guys like me and you. You know what I mean? I think that's why. I look up to you, too. That's what it might be. I don't know.
1: you got to try to smooth it up. So I always get that. I always get yeah, that. Yeah, take one.
2: But that was okay. a good tour. That was fun. That was amazing. But then you talk the about stories. that tour. Then you just mentioned earlier you go on the road with Pantera. We did. How's we a guy reality. like Phil? Is he a weirdo or not? He comes off like a... <laughs> Sounds like a professional wrestler when when I hear him talking. You like that in real life? You know
1: what? I first met him. Uh, I actually met him at uh, at Lamore's. They were playing. I didn't know who they were. Never heard of them before. I was only there because my friend's band was opening up, and the place was empty. I mean, there was nobody there. You know, yeah. it was just a regular neighborhood night for me. I walk in, you know, and. Uh, this dude in a fucking hoodie walks over to me, and he's like, dude, you're in Biohazard? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, ah, I got your fucking demo, man. I love that record, man. You guys you guys are fucking great. We got to play together. Call me downstairs. And I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah. You know? It was Philip. Yeah? Yeah. And he was, like, talking to me about all these <sighs> New York bands and all this shit and carnivore and sheer terror. Yeah, he's he's just, like,
2: he's knowledgeable with music. Right? He, he really yeah. is. Yeah.
1: And he brings me down into their dressing room and introduces me to everybody else. And they were fucking great guys. Yeah? Yeah. And I I didn't know what their band sounded like or what the deal was. But I watched their show that night. They were great. And uh, after the show, he walks over to me, gives me his phone number. And he's like, yo, keep in touch with me, man. Keep in touch, you know? We'll fucking trade tapes and shit. You know, I got good bands. I'm from New Orleans, you know? All this shit. And ever since then We've been friends You know He's like a yeah. real dude yeah. He he really is I mean I know He maybe comes off Like a little wacky You know He is kind of wacky He's a funny yeah. motherfucker
2: Yeah a know? lot of people In music are like A little nutty right I think a lot Yeah, yeah.
1: I think a lot of people Don't understand his sense of humor Because he's yeah. a funny motherfucker yeah. yeah But if he was here right now Bro you guys would love him He'd yeah. be eating and drinking everything and oh, I like the way he talks like, We'd you know, be talking shit Bro like, Yeah He yeah. Like,
2: talks like uh, Who's that wrestler <coughs> <coughs> Macho man oh, yeah. yeah 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 Like macho man that wrestling seems to be get, getting popular again. I don't like that crap. It's getting no? bigger nah, than ever, I, I think.
0: Know. I'm a big fan. Yeah, I know you like Yo, that. Yo, listen. <laughs> My doctor. I got a new doctor. Dr. Frank Romoscavige. Okay? Oh. He was a WWF doctor for 10 years. No way. I walked into his office. Amazing. Yo, this was the most amazing doctor's visit I ever had. It was two weeks ago. <laughs> it was incredible. So I walk into this dude's office. Oh, good, man. Good. And he Great. has... He has uh, pictures of wrestlers everywhere in yeah. the doctor's office. <laughs> and there's, there's like, old tights, like, in frames, you know, with signatures on them and shit. Wow. And he's got, um, uh, all right, I'm not too, I'm not, I don't know a ton about wrestling, but I know Ted DiBiase. Oh, yeah. Who's a black guy who wore, like, a fake, like, a half tux, half tuxedo, and he had money all the time, like. I don't know who the hell that is from the '90s. Oh, I don't know. I kind of right. dipped out you of wrestling.
1: That.
2: I dipped yeah, out, out he... of wrestling in the '90s. You mean you thought Wayne was black? He's I wasn't involved in the '90s. Chris, don't know. Anything I don't know. About that. He
0: had Andre, Andre the Giant. Everybody knows Andre <laughs> yeah, the Giant. Yeah, yeah, of course. Pictures of him with Andre the Giant. Okay. Pictures of uh, Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Um, wow. All these whatever big wrestlers. Now I didn't. I didn't see the doctor yet. I just heard him stomping around. He's, he's, he sounded like a monster like his feet were thunderous and uh, he, uh he's yelling he's on the phone in his office and he's like Johnny 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 you there brother Johnny no way. can you hear me Johnny and I was like what the fuck I'm yeah. starting to get like a little intimidated almost <laughs> then I see him walk by and the, he walks by and the door is open to the, the exam room I'm in he walks by but his head is turned and he's fucking huge and he had long, curly, blonde hair. No way. So he's and like a passed, wrestler. Past his shoulders. He's huge. He's like a wrestler. Yeah. And he he stomps past the door and he goes to another office. He's like, Charlie! Charlie! Can you hear me, brother? Charlie! He's like trying to get people on the phone and for some reason they couldn't hear him. He's yelling. <laughs> dude, this guy comes in. He's fucking... He looks like a wrestler. It's like getting an exam from... From... Uh, 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 who's the... now No, the dude from that movie, The Wrestler. Uh, oh, Fucking Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Yeah. yeah, he looked just like Mickey Rourke from The Wrestler. A no little shit. bit older, a little chubbier, but it was like if you aged Mickey Rourke from The Wrestler and made him really fucking smart. Do you have
1: to age Mickey Rourke? I don't know. Huh? <laughs> he, looked looked little, he
0: looked a little older than that even. But like this guy was fucking old. awesome, and um, wow, um I was asking him a ton of questions about shit, you know, whatever. I love right hearing here. all the old wrestler stories. And Yo, this dude, I got to get him on the podcast. I'm fascinated He, was, he, was, him. he had crazy stories, and... uh he was a real interesting dude, but...
2: Now, you're a wrestling fan and an MMA fan. Yes. Boxing or you no? Know?
0: Well, as a kid,
2: yeah. I was
1: obsessed with boxing and WWF wrestling. Yeah. My hero growing up when I was a kid was was Muhammad Ali, my hero. Yeah. And in my house, my dad was like the kind of guy... My father was a huge Islanders fan, hockey fan. And he would just... Guys, there's a fight. Call us into the living room every time it was a hockey fight, you know? Every time the fights were on TV, you know, um, we used to watch fights with my dad. My friend's father used to take us to, like, uh, you know, the church to go see all the Golden Gloves fights in Brooklyn and everything. So it was like a big thing for me, boxing and, you know, just combat sports in general.
3: Yeah.
1: And I wasn't a, a fighter as a kid. I wasn't like a, I didn't get into a lot of fights. I wasn't like a tough guy, none of that shit. But I just really love karate. I love Bruce Lee and Kung Fu. And I was obsessed with Muhammad Ali. He was my hero. Still is. And I loved WWF wrestling. Mil, yeah. Mas- Mil Mascara was my, my fucking dude. Who? You know? Mil Mascara, the Gee, Mexican mask man. wearing. Yeah, yeah, man.
0: A luchador. I like I got, George the Animal Steel. Guerrero. Oh, no. And
1: uh, yeah, George the Animal Steel. I got his autograph at home.
0: Amazing. You ever heard
2: of him, Joe? George, George Animal he yeah. He's to eat the turnbuckle. I remember that. He's like an animal. Uh, he's <laughs> an animal. And he's... No, George is eating yeah. the turnbuckle. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I love all that shit. Awesome. I love all that shit. No, a lot of dudes love wrestling.
1: Yeah, I love it. I love it. And, you know, I kind of got out of wrestling for a long time. Like, you know, throughout the 90s. And then my son's come along. And my oldest son, Jake, he's 13 now. But uh, when he was younger, he discovered WWE on his own. And I didn't really have time for it. Yeah. You know, I'm an MMA fanatic. Yeah. You know, since MMA started, I've been a a huge fan, and I love to watch all the fights, and I'm really into the sport. And, uh, (laughs) you know, so I kind of like put wrestling on the back burner. I just don't pay attention. You know, the the drama lines and the craziness, it just went over the top for me. Too much girls and fucking got a little too raunchy for little kids, so I didn't really have it on in my house. And then my oldest son, Jake, discovers it and starts watching Monday Night Raw and Friday Night Smackdown every week gets my other sons into it. And then before you know it, they're like, "Dad, you got to watch wrestling tonight," you know. <laughs> Chris Jericho is on. And I was like, "Chris Jericho." And uh, you know, I started watching it with them. And then it's like, now it's a tradition in my house. Yeah. Like, fucking wrestling rules my house,
2: dude. That's awesome, though. And it's like, it's crazy, Not you know. Louisiana well. The Louisiana well, I might be me. Okay. I'll take it any way you give it.
0: Oh, time. you got medium well, Richie.
2: There you got oh, well. You got go. oh, go well? Yeah. All yeah. right, oh, my bad. Well, you should open your
3: mouth for you. It after the fact. after
1: the fact. Richie's such a fucking ginzo. He's so un- I just, understated.
0: I just saved the day on that <gasps> one, though.
1: What's going on with these onion rings? We got, like, Dude, the you thick cut. Eat just no, to but eat we baby. got, like, the thick cut in this basket. And then we got, like, the skinnies right yeah. here. Nobody wants you know skinnies. the skinnies. The skinnies are happens? just too
0: far to reach. I would yeah. be eating the shit out of them alone. 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 Oh, no, look. Yeah, help them out. Help the guy <laughs> out. Oh, you
2: guys okay on drinks? i take a or Coke. Coke? Get water? Get a water? Chance, yeah. What's up? I was just going to say, do <laughs> you
1: have soy sauce? And it's yep, right there. there you, go. you are. Do you want, you want a more water, though? Sure. Okay. You thank got you. you. Thank, back. thank you very much.
2: Kim's a good kid. She is. doesn't work, keeps her mouth shut. <laughs> no, MMA, I like it. What's the problem? And uh,
1: What's the problem with MMA for you? No, I, I I've already a tell you I don't
2: up. know if I like the UFC. Yeah? I don't like the way that he operates it, but... Why? I'm not saying that they operate boxing better. Listen,
1: <clears throat> you're talking about fight sports, okay? Yeah, yeah. The dirtiest <laughs> fucking professional sports, uh, fight sports. Yeah, sure. Traditionally. Mm-hmm. It's boxing. I mean, come on. Nothing no. dirtier than boxing. Yeah. They, who's the fucking champion right now?
2: Boxing is a. Who's the heavyweight, heavyweight champion? heavyweight Who's the other heavyweight champion? I don't know. I think he has all three of them, doesn't <laughs> he? has all the belts. Listen. But nobody cares.
1: I lost interest in boxing when everything got separated. All these fucking. It just became too corrupt for me. After Mike Tyson, yeah. the downfall of Mike Tyson and seeing that, that was the end of boxing for
2: me. Yeah. That yeah. was it. Heard you know, Mike Tyson I remember. Hanbar has a shirt. True or false?
1: Yeah, I gave it to him.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Let
1: That's me tell you badass. something about Mike Tyson, too. That's a real motherfucker,
2: man. Yeah? Hell yeah. I love him. Oh, I love that dude. Very I, honest. Is he from where you're from in Brooklyn? He is. He's from my
1: neighborhood. That's how I met him. That's how I met him. I was fucking... Uh, Biohazard was playing a show in Arizona. And you killed his pigeon, didn't you? No. Oh, no, honestly, I loved that different dude. <laughs> but, uh, no, that dude. He knocked that dude out, didn't he? <laughs> no. Um, Biohazard was playing a show in, in, in Arizona... With the Insane Clown Posse. And Snoop Dogg was on this one show. Like, they had a special guest. Snoop Dogg was added to the bill. They were like, yo, tomorrow night Snoop Dogg's playing with us in Phoenix. I That's was like, crazy. Wow. wow. Yeah, so we're playing the show. It's Billy's birthday. We're playing the show. And uh, we get off the stage. And I'm, I'm on the side of the stage. The place is packed. Snoop Dogg's about to go on. We're already done. And there's like a bunch of fucking huge... Fucking mook fucking security guards standing on the side of the stage. I can't even get over to the side of the stage. So I try to get through so I can get a good look at like Snoop Dogg, you know, because I'm Dynasty Snoop Dogg. And there's Mike Tyson sitting right there on the side of the stage waiting for Snoop to come on. I fucking lost my mind, bro. Boxing fanatic, Iron Mike was my boy. Love that motherfucker, you know? And this is when he was like a little down, you know, like 1998. But still fighting. I was like, yo, Mike. Yo, Mike. Immediately. Wait, the, the, who is that? Yeah, the, he looks at me. <laughs> oh, just looks in my direction. Not even at me. Yeah. And the security guards swarm on me. Get oh. the fuck out. The fuck. You can't come up here. And they start lifting me up off my feet. Yeah. And just start moving me the fuck out of there. Yeah. I'm like, yo, no, no, no. I'm in the band that just played. Yeah. And they're like, we don't give a fuck. Get the fuck. Hustling me off the stage. And I'm like, no, 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 wait. Mike's from my neighborhood. And I'm like, yo, Mike, canarsie That's that's the yeah. neighborhood I'm from. He hears me, stands up, signals the security guards to put me down, and walks over. He goes, what would you just say? And I was like, yo, you're from Canarsie, right? East New York, right? He's like, yeah. I said, me too. And he gives me this look, and we started talking a little bit. And uh started talking about Canarsie Pier and the bus line. that went right down on my, my street. That's and he crazy. goes, oh, shit. And he fucking hugs me. And he goes, "What's up, hometown?" Yeah. That's what he told me. I was like, "What? This is crazy." That's awesome. And he That's told security man. guards, "You know, this guy's all right. This is a friend you know? of mine. Leave him alone." Yo, Mike was fucking cool, man. <laughs> and I said to him, "I was like, yo, listen, Mike, it's 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 Billy from my band. It's his birthday today. Can I go get him and bring him and say hi to you?" He was like, "Yo, you go get everybody, man. I want to meet all you guys." Fuck yeah! So I fucking go backstage. I get Billy. I'm like, "Yo, Billy, I got your present for your birthday." I run him over. Boom, Mike Tyson. Mike takes pictures with all of us, hangs out. After the show, he comes and finds us. He's like, yo, I want one of those T-shirts you guys got. Because at the time, we had a shirt. On the back of the shirt, it said Brooklyn, top of the food chain.
3: That's Because
1: that's what he said after he knocked out, what's his name? Yeah. And I told him, I said, Mike, yo, we made that shirt after you said that. He's like, I want one of those shirts. So I ran, get him the shirt, give him like two of them. And he goes, yo, I promise you, you're going to see me on TV wearing this shirt. I'm fucking backing you guys, right? Cut to like three weeks later. We're still on tour. We're in Texas on a day off. Right. We get to a hotel. Not rare occurrence that we have a hotel room. It was just one of those days. Mm -hmm. It was like, yo, we got a hotel. Get out of the bus. We get in a hotel room. I flick on fucking CNN. Yo, swear to God. And in local news, Mike Tyson was feeding prisoners at the local and uh, giving a talk to prisoners at the local prison. I look at the TV. I'm like, yo, Mike Tyson. Boom. We're in the biohazard. Oh man. Holy (laughs) shit. And then they showed him training. He's wearing the Biohazard shirt. I'm like, oh
2: my God.
0: That's great, man. He said
1: he was going to. Yeah, didn't. that's
0: the coolest shit ever. Yeah. Yo, He's a he man was of amazing. his word. He trices. was
1: amazing, bro. He was really nice. Boxing did go
2: downhill. It did go downhill. Yeah, yeah. But listen Biohazard. Yeah. We all know about Evan Seinfeld. Became a porno star. Mm. Married that broad. Yeah. Maybe got a divorce by now. I don't know. Mm. Do you still communicate with him? No. Not at all. Anybody in the band talk to him? No. Does he have any interest? Like, see, what do you guys, oh, that's cool, nothing? Uh, you no, know, like, reach out just to be like...
1: No. Wow.
0: No. That's crazy. You don't So he became, uh... Yeah. Ah, Dave is here. Hey, This Dave. is Dave's up. office. Thank you very much, Dave. Dave.
3: Honored to have you here.
0: This Thank is Danny. Danny. This is Danny.
1: Dave. All right. Thank you for letting me sit in the no, house. You guys want the game on you without sound?
2: Yeah, uh... Nice. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Danny's maybe. more interested. I heard, I, I just got a text that I want some kind of So Maybe it's worth now to throw <laughs> it Now on. you're interested. Yeah. 250. But no, he married that Tara, Tara Patrick broad mm. while he was in the band? Yes. And did that cause like a little thing where you guys, come on, you must have been whispering no. in the corner. Yo, what's going on with this guy? He's going nuts. Um.
0: Or was it already
2: weird even before that? Because I remember like one time I was dating a real Bro, it's been weird so since it started. These guys started. <laughs> yeah. Well, but
1: with her, no, she was awesome. Yeah. Tara? No, yeah, she was cool. She used to come on a row with us and, uh, I became friends with her. I really liked her. Yeah. You know? Um I don't know anything about that, that world. Yeah. You know? Like, I'm, uh, I mean, everybody looks at porn, everybody's into sex, but I don't know anything about that world. So I didn't even know who she was. And he was like, yo, this chick, you know, I got this chick. I didn't know who the fuck she was. Wow. When I met her, she was like a little weird, whatever. But she came on a row with us, and I ended up becoming friends with her, having a ball with her. You know, she was a nice girl. Nice. Really nice girl. And after a while, I was like, everybody's always like all over her because of her porno, porno movies. I'm like, dude, don't even talk to me about her porno movies. It's nasty. I don't even want to. Yeah. She's a nice kid. Yeah. You know? But um, with him, I, you know, that was his thing, that was what he was into. Right. You th- was it he became a like very that,
2: or did he change over the years or was he kind of like was that like something that you force had had a foreshadowing oh we know this dude at some points you know listen it,
1: it, and and I can't really say that much about it but um gag order no no but we we have an agreement but I got you um what I will say is that i mean he he and I were always friends, yeah. And I always, I mean, I got a lot of friends who have, live a very different lifestyle than me. You know, I think I live a very, in comparison to most people, my life is probably very boring to most people. I mean, you know, I don't do anything, I, you know, I don't go out, I don't do, you know, I don't do none of that shit. Um, <clears throat> but uh there was, even though we were always friends, and I always got along with him, you know, on the road, I mean, we didn't, he and I didn't fight a lot. We argued over a lot of shit, music shit. We disagreed on a lot of music shit. And that was hard, making records, you know, um, just in Biohazard. It's yeah. it's very difficult because we all fight over the music all the yeah. time. But uh his lifestyle choices were not mine. and But I didn't care. Like I said, I got a lot of friends who have different lifestyles than me that I don't necessarily agree with. But, you know, do whatever the fuck you want to do leave me alone. I don't care what you do. Just, you know, it's okay. It's fine. You know, I accept it. But his lifestyle became um, very overbearing, you know. I've said it before, but, you know, anytime you add sex into anything, it overwhelms everything. Sex is the biggest thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. You bring that porno shit sex into your band... It just is the. It becomes the biggest fuck. It's all anybody wants to talk about. And for me, that that was always really just like a bummer. You know, I, I I was being forced to be connected to something that I wanted nothing to do with at all. You know, I don't want anything to do with that. You know, I mean, I'm not a perfect person. I'm not a prude. You know, you know, I, I like all that shit just like everybody else does. But there's a time and a place. You know. And you know, I'm not a little kid. Yeah. And I'm a parent. You know? Well my kids you know, my kids love Biohazard. My kids love the band. They love what I do. And they love the music. And I didn't I didn't really ever play it for them. They kind of found it on their own. And um they really genuinely are fans of this type of music. They like all these bands. They like everything. They love Mad Ball. I played them you guys. Fuck it. They love everything. And uh You know, when they go online and they they Google my band and some porno shit
2: comes up. Oh, yeah. That's messed up.
1: It's just way like, you know, I'd rather be a guy who fucking plays drums in his basement for the rest of his life than have to deal with that embarrassment and have to answer those questions. You know? And I told them straight up. You know, I, I mean, look, my kids are young. I don't want them dealing with any kind of sex bullshit cuz they got their whole fucking life to deal with that shit. And I didn't want to be dragged into that, you know. So, for me, let's just say that I really like it the way the band is now. Yeah. I don't give a fuck that the band's not as popular as we used to be. I don't give a fuck if we never sell another record. I I don't. I don't give a fuck. Cuz I'm happy with I mean, Scott is in the band now. You know, Scott Roberts came in and yeah. plays bass and sings. And Billy is there, and Bobby's there, and mm-hmm. I'm here. And, you know, with these guys, I feel like they we can all really be friends again. You know, me and Billy have always shared a lot of common interests, you know, outside of the band. And his family's always been close to my family. We, and we've always really been friends, you know? Same thing with me and Bobby. Me and Bobby were extremely close in the beginning of the band. I, I would say out of the original band, me and Bobby were the closest. And when he left the band, it was just like, uh, it was just something very hard to deal with, you know, losing yeah. somebody who's like a partner and like a pal and like just somebody you loved having around. And you know, when he left, it was just like oh, a huge blow.
2: Yeah.
1: Now that he's back, like to me, it's like whew, this is perfect. You know, mm-hmm. I don't care if we never sell another record again. I don't care. People always talk to us about the old days. You know, oh, twenty years ago, you guys were selling out everywhere. You guys are this and that. I'm like, yeah, we were. It was fucking great. Now, you know, we play the fucking TikTok in. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, you know, and it's fine, man. I don't care. Yeah. I love what we do now. We get along really well. We we didn't get along so good before, and it wasn't just Evan's fault that we didn't get along. It was all four of us. I I don't blame him for anything. You know his lifestyle choices and everything. He's entitled to that. You know, I mean, I want my friends to be happy. If that's what you choose to do, you want to be happy. yeah be happy. I'll but stay anyway.
2: Your you happy to see him go? Um, I'm
1: I'm glad he's not in the band anymore. Oh, yeah. Okay, I got balls on them I'll tell you Because that. There wouldn't be a band anymore Yeah Because I couldn't be a part of it Yeah With that kind of shit Going on Like it was just too much for me Now I'll know? tell you
2: what the Scott Has an Evan style voice I don't know what you would call that style You're, you're a singer man. Like Kind of bar- Like a hard baritone You know yeah. Hard
0: baritone Yeah Nice
2: He has that kind yeah. of voice He's awesome Like playing bass And singing
0: He's every, yeah. every bit as good As uh, as Evan but was For sure Evan started
2: having Towards the end To me This is me saying it uh, It's like a cheesy element hmm. You know what I mean He hmm. he was getting a The ego was following him You know And it was like and You didn't see it On anybody else in the band But I remember seeing Some bigger shows My old band <laughs> I used play with you guys In Europe and, and I was You know I'm a huge Biohazard fan And it was a big festival What was that called? That was uh, Hellfest No it was With Full, Full Force, Force. Full Force. Full Force. Uh huh and uh psyched and they sounded awesome, but then every time he would say something between the songs, I'd be like, Oh man. Like, when did he get it like that? Like what's going <laughs> on? You know what I mean? It was just like it was different. Then with Scott in the band, you know, it was well I was stoked. In his
1: defense, Evan. Yeah. He didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. You know, he didn't want to do it anymore. He wasn't you can't ask somebody to do something they don't want to do, you know, and it was kinda of like I think towards the end, we were we were trying to do all these tours and trying to do stuff. And he just didn't want to do it. You know, he wanted to do something else. So, I mean, when he quit, I was like not surprised at all. Yeah. And my manager called me up and he was like, I think I can get him back, he told me, my manager. I said, why? I mean, he he wants to quit. It's, yeah.
2: You
1: know, he's gone. I mean, he made the decision. He wants to be out.
2: It's kind of he, out of nowhere, right? The way did
1: it. um in a sense it was like the way it went down I never I never spoke to him yeah you know I got an email yeah which was really weird but um it definitely wasn't added nowhere the band wasn't getting along he wasn't happy. You know, so, um, you know, I guess that was it. I, you know, I can't really blame him. If you don't want to do it, then don't do it. I, yeah, if you don't want to do it, why do it? I don't it? want to be in a band with somebody who doesn't want to be in the band. And that's that. that sucks, you know? You got rid of him. Well, we didn't get of rid of, of, of him. Yeah, he, yeah. he quit, and we just said, you know, okay, so, you know, we, we got to find a guy, and this is going to be tough, you know? I hate when the band I love loses an original member, but I've seen so many great bands get through that and become great bands again you know? yeah. i mean on a much bigger scale <clears throat> you know black sabbath had dio you yeah. know
3: yeah
1: and i remember that whole fucking thing but then when you heard the the record it was like wow it's awesome you know
3: yeah
1: you know or or like the band agnostic front you know you look at agnostic front they've gone through so many guys so many dudes have been in agnostic front you know and they've had so many great classic lineups and you know you tend to think like jesus christ they'll never top that you know, and and now they they have the fucking greatest lineup. Or
2: yeah. yeah, like Van Halen. I mean, but the last record you did, Reborn, <laughs> Reborn in Defiance. Defiance, was the name of the record. He was on that. He sang. Evan was on it, but it never came out in the U.S. No. What's the deal with that? Like, will it ever? Or you guys?
1: No, it will never. No,
2: no. Is it a label thing, or is it got you guys? caught up in some legal shit? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. Not from us. No. So maybe like a prior label or something. For no, 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 it's a secret. No, it
1: was, yeah, it's not something I can really talk about. You gotta send
2: Mad Joe after something. Gag <laughs> order. It's the gag order again. No, it's not a it's the just, gag. It's just you know what? coming back. In order
1: for it for it to come out in the United States, all four of us yeah, okay. would have to, uh, including Evan, yeah, would have to agree. You know, somehow to do that, oh, or, and that's okay. impossible.
2: All right. And honestly, can I don't. Like I don't even want that record, want guys. I even mess around with them. I'm more. glad that record's not out. Yeah.
1: You no, know, that record there were good moments on it and I'm proud of everything we do as a band but it was just very compromised it was a very compromised time in the band and I'm not a fan of compromise you know I like it when the band and it's not always like this but when we can unite and be together and focus on what we're all doing is when we do our best shit you know when we're fucking bickering one guy wants to do pop songs one guy wants to do fucking metalcore and one guy wants to do fucking punk songs you know, it, it's it's like hard. Everybody's in a different direction. And that record, as as great as it was, in moments, you know, because there are some moments on there that I think were really good. Overall, it just sounds when I listen to it. You know, being a part of it, it's compromised to me. Mm-hmm. I just you know, I know we can do way
2: better. So you're way not even really interested in working. Like I don't to want it. anything to do with it. Oh.
1: I, you know, it's the past. It's the past. I don't want. I don't care if it comes out. I don't yeah. care if anybody listens. I don't care. Um, I'm more interested in what we're about to do yeah. you know
0: which is what
1: another record we're doing another record and, and and we're working on it now and it's gonna come out this year nice. and you know I, I know we're gonna do way better than we did you know I think the last record was a letdown
2: yeah yeah
1: being honest I mean you know I can't listen to it I don't listen to it yeah. I never listen to our records anyway yeah, never I do thing, no. but uh, you know I just know we could've done better and, and the reason why we didn't do our best was, was, you know, looking at it now, I didn't realize it then, but looking at it now, is because we were fighting and not in agreement and not happy and, and fucking compromising our integrity, mm. you know, not agreeing and... and Pulling ourselves in different directions to make people happy, who didn't even want to be in the band anymore. Yeah, you know that never works.
2: Yeah, I can't you know? even imagine that. That would suck. I mean, Do we ever have any dicks in a band, like kind of, or not? But just people that we weren't swinging with. We had some
0: swinging dicks.
2: <laughs> kind of Tony for a while was getting weird, right? He was painting. He got a little a weird at the
0: end. Uh-huh.
2: But it the, get weird. It, it it's
0: it's weird. like when you stop caring about the the main reason you're doing it is to make good songs, right? that you're into. Yeah. And if you, if that's not number one, then, can't, you can't, it's impossible. It's impossible for you to make something that everybody loves that it's gonna, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, um, you know, you just gotta we, do what you like. That's when when uh, you know, the only way. I talked about this on the last podcast, but I don't wanna, like, hang on it forever, but when, when we started writing this record we're getting ready to put out, um, I was not, I could not focus on writing lyrics. I just could not. I was too busy with other things. I was trying to write, uh, stand up comedy and I'm trying to write, you know, a fucking children's book. And I'm like, I got too much shit going on in my head. And I'm like, I could not focus. And then I finally, I just, I just pushed all that other stuff to the side. And then the lyrics, I I was, I was writing lyrics the whole time. I just wasn't, they were shitty lyrics. They weren't, good and I wasn't I didn't really mean it you were focused you know what I mean yeah. but when I finally put everything else to the side and I like it took it still took time for it to kick in and like you know me to get into like a, a uh, get a get a groove a girl and get a vibe and- yeah but once I did that I'm really happy with it now <clears throat> but it, it took a while man we were very close to kicking his ass Really? Yeah, we we're we we're gonna jump them. They thought they were <laughs> close. Yeah, they <laughs> thought they were up. close. Then they realized
2: they needed three more guys. Uh, yeah, he's been practicing like the MMA stuff. So yeah. Even yeah. though I think I got the hands, he prevent all of that.
0: You know when I started that, Richie,
2: and on the tour with these was guys, with them. I, Billy I, I, brought you into that that's world. Right.
0: Yeah, I had always hit the bags, you know, for years, mm-hmm. and it's fun, but I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just kind of fucking around, you know. But I brought the stuff on tour because I just wanted to stay busy every day on tour. So I brought the target mitts and my mm-hmm. right gloves and I brought you know whatever. And uh, I think the first show you held the mitts for, the mm-hmm. pads for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It was like the first or second show. Yeah, whatever. And then maybe show? the day after that. Did you have
2: any strength? Did you feel it, Danny? You, said, you know, yeah, a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, a little oh. bit of pop, little zing, oh, little oh yeah. zip. a lot of snap, little snap to it. Yeah, you know? <laughs> snap <It's> on the floor <laughs> or. A little slow, but a little, little zip.
1: I remember the footwork was a little awkward. Oh,
0: the footwork's hard. But everybody's got awkward and footwork you thought he had good footwork. <laughs> yeah.
1: So <kinda> yeah, you <laughs> figure, you know, he's not a white guy. I you can't believe guy
0: that said that. What a rat. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm, I'm, my footwork is terrible, but I do, uh, you feel my power on the back. Nope,
1: nobody has good footwork until you go into the gym and somebody points it out to you. And starts you on the most <laughs> awkward fucking path of learning real boxing footwork, yeah. <laughs> and it takes forever to become fluid and you know find your own way with uh, boxing footwork. What I do
0: now is I videotape myself when I hit the bags, uh-huh. and then I watch it afterwards to see uh-huh. if I could if I could pick out anything. And I do mm. every single time. Yeah. I see like oh man, I'm That's always good. dropping that fucking hand. Every That's an time, important thing to do. You know, so I then the next time I'll specifically work on on that you know what I mean
1: my old boxing gym had a big mirror wall and when we would come in and gear up before we did anything you know you'd shadow box a couple of rounds in the mirror and you know my trainer always used to say to us you know fucking watch yourself in the mirror look at you look like you, you, you know look at your stance you got a, you're got too thin <laughs> you're too narrow Well, you, you know yeah you look real awkward <laughs> yeah. you know and they call you out on it but the, the mirror and watching yourself is an important part of that
0: you know? oh yeah I try, and uh, I started actually taking jujitsu, and uh, my work schedule got it all fucked up. But I was <laughs> I was going real regular for a while, and it's uh-huh. a lot of fun, man. It's yeah, it's a great. good time. If I lot, get up I early a lot enough. of shit, man.
1: If I get up early enough, I'll be there at six o'clock in the morning. Now, yeah, how you o'clock.
0: you've been training jujitsu for a long time, right?
1: I I started a long time ago, but I've been very inconsistent for the past 10, 12 years. Right. You know, um, when my kids were born, and you know the band was on tour, it became very hard to train every day. I used to train every single day.
2: You know what, Billy's doing it. There's no excuse. (laughs) Why aren't you doing it? (laughs) Yeah,
1: Billy is doing it, and uh, you're. Could you take Billy or not? What do you mean in a fight? Taking it.
2: If she gets out of hand in the studio, somebody
1: got to. No, I mean we would never
2: fight like that anyway.
1: No, Billy's tough as hell, man. He's tough. And he's a great at jiu you
2: know? Who's the baddest dude in the band? What do you mean? The baddest guy. Who's the Bobby guy? Hamble. Who's That's the animal, right, baby? Who's the animal? I mean,
0: Hamble the Bobby animal. Huh? Listen,
1: you ain't got to be a technically sound, strong fighter or anything like that. Yeah. You know that saying, like, it ain't the size of the dog in the fight, it's the size of the fight in the dog? Yeah. I think... Look, by me saying, I'm not trying to say we're tough guys or whatever. But I think all four of us in the band are are tough people.
3: Yeah.
1: And, and, you know, I'm not saying that like, oh, come
2: test yourself.
1: I'm not like that guy. But, I mean, speaking for myself and for those guys, I mean, Scott is a tough motherfucker. Yeah.
2: Big and mighty, too.
1: Yeah, he's big. He's strong. I mean, his fucking job, he pulls thousands of pounds of chains all day. Yeah motherfucker i mean you know not a lot of guys could do that and he he loves it he eats that shit for breakfast you know pulling cheese, yeah. it's crazy he's a tough son of a bitch bobby is obviously a very tough person he's yeah. been through a lot in his fucking life and and he's come out on top you know that makes you fucking tough yeah you know it takes a lot to get to get the dude down billy's a tough motherfucker you know i think we're all tough people i think you have to be you know, you gotta yeah. be To do what we all do all, You guys too and, and, You know Being a band And live this lifestyle That we all live I mean it's not It's not An easy thing to do It's not for weak people For you sure know. No you go away Like now When I was younger We used to go on tour I didn't have a family I didn't have nothing So I didn't give a fuck I go out on the road It was just me I didn't care You know Now I got five kids You know have Five kids I got five kids mm-hmm. And when I leave now It's the hardest thing in the world you gotta be tough, <laughs> you know, to go out on the road and leave them at home, you know? Like, you gotta have some kind of grip on your emotions, yeah. you know, you gotta keep yourself in check, you know, it's a difficult thing to do, yeah. but I can't complain about anything that we all do, because yeah. it's fucking, we're blessed to do it, you know?
2: No, I'm so psyched to hear a new album, too, this is...
1: Me, too. Can't wait till we finish it.
2: Yeah? <laughs> Any kind of name for it? Nothing no. That, you're not no. that part nothing, yet? Nothing. Not no, nothing, No teasers? Nothing. Um, you need an extra ear. A lot of great you know, ideas,
1: uh, man. All the little things that I'm hearing from everybody yeah, sound phenomenal. And you guys
2: are all doing it in your own uh, spot, your own studio?
1: Well, we're still at the point now. where We're all working kind of separately still. Yeah. You know, not everybody lives on the East Coast anymore. But I mean, when you're ready, though. Oh, when we're ready, we all get in there and just yeah. put everything together and put it together quick. No. You
2: know. Well, dude.
1: I'm, I'm psyched. Every, to it, you know?
2: out of every release that you had you probably had like no, what like nine albums maybe something more something like that I don't know come on you don't know One,
1: two, first I album. Mean, this was when Stated World and
2: Drafts
0: uh, well, I don't, don't know. Nine, seven, five <laughs> six seven eight
1: <laughs> I think I think there's nine Mike, shoot, that. so
0: stuff. this is number ten so this would be, number, this be 10. number ten this gotta be dude it gotta be big wow
2: number ten baby that's like full circle uh, No matter what a
0: milestone man That's pretty cool Ten yeah, records awesome. Yeah no. Ten I never thought I'd make one Albums yeah
2: And there's stuff in between Like you mentioned Like a Black Sabbath cover Just right there And yeah. the stuff And then the future uh, Split with Wisdom of Change That's 7 inch That's gonna be cool Yeah we're gonna and do on Fast Fastbreak yeah. Records Let's, <laughs> do <that>. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that Let's do that Oh, we're down Plus I heard you might have A new project coming Yeah Any truth to this Yeah I heard you got a pretty good Bass player That yeah. you're probably working with Named Craig Satari Oh yeah an all right singer uh named mad joe black what and a really awesome kind of rhythm guitar type dude Who's really got a high level of swag a very high swag swag very,
0: <laughs> very now, we, talk, we, we swag. talked
2: a little bit about doing a little something chris chris is like mad look like, yeah, chris looks very upset what am i over here what oh, about oh, oh. the, the guitar player get out of here with that what you can talk about <throat> this Man, yeah, we gotta do something, though, man. Sure. So a little something, you know what I mean? To yeah, our, our I'd like loose. to do a little something. Keep Joe's throat fresh, you know.
1: Tell you, this is what we do. Ready? I think that what we do is we get us four mooks in a room for yeah. a weekend
2: and just make a record like yeah. that. Yeah, boom. Good food, good vibe. The lights set just right, and start playing. See what happens. Most Everybody's
1: of- busy. We can go get away for a weekend. Mm-hmm. Love it in music yeah. and make a lot of laughs and just fucking do it a weekend. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: And you, you had a side project in the past. You ever talked yeah. about that? Blood Clot. Another one. Which one? A very secretive one. Whoa, which one? <laughs> Can, we one Can we talk about it? many of them. Can we talk about it? You had like a kind of Italian American. Ah, oh, the Gavones. Yeah. Ah, oh, the Gavones.
0: We yeah. discovered the Gavones while we were on tour. All the members are in the Witness
1: Protection Program. That's the uh, secrecy there.
0: Yo, every time, I, I, I always got people to listen
2: to this on the computer, on right? MySpace. And then once it was gone, I can't find it anywhere. I can't search for it. I can't find it. And I'm telling people, and they're like, "No, there's not a band right (laughs) here." About 25 (laughs) songs. Email it.
0: 25 songs. Yeah.
2: Yo, we yeah, it goes deep. Wow,
1: that's two two albums worth of songs. Me and two other guys did it. Yeah, me and my buddies.
2: Dude, that was that was so funny. Bunch of
0: fucking mooks. There was the one
2: song about about like like being like tough on the girl. Uh,
0: Don't ever talk.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, watching watching you like, I'm uh, the boss. I'm the boss. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. My boy, PD, he's a genius. Dude, that was
1: awesome. He's a fucking genius, and he really is a caveman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, that was greasy. Yeah. I'm still yeah, eating. They I sit for, once,
2: once the onion rings sit for a while, the grease settles. The grease settles, settles at the bottom. At the very bottom. <laughs> yeah, it's like all the grease in this one is I'm settled right now. here at the arch. So if you bite that, it's gonna.
1: I just killed a little of the nacho mush that was left over. Because that's the best part—you scoop that like shovel uh-huh. it onto a chip. The nacho resin. The shovel yeah. the
0: it, resin. Yeah. shovel it into the center. It's of like the, the onion ring. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Now check this out. That's would that, you
2: yeah. call Biohazard a hardcore band or a metal band?
0: No.
1: Neither.
2: Neither. What would you? How would you describe it to somebody? It's a Biohazard.
1: Biohazard wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the hardcore bands that that influenced us. Yeah. That's. Let's just get that out of the way. Uh-huh. If the Chrome Mags and Agnostic Front. And, uh, Bad Brains and bands like that never happened. We would not exist. And Carnivore and Sheer Terror. We would not exist. That's, let's just get that out in the open. Um, but I've never called us a hardcore band. Just because to me, that title was always reserved for that crew of bands from that era in New York City. Yeah. Um, like now there's a lot of bands that call themselves hardcore bands. I still don't feel like they're hardcore bands either. Like, who are you? No, yeah. Gnostic Front is a hardcore band. Yeah. Chrome Eggs, you know, Murphy's Law, all those guys from that era, or that first wave of hardcore, to me, that was New York hardcore bands. Biohazard kind of grew out of the second or third wave of New York hardcore along with, um, you know, the, the metal scene that existed in Brooklyn at the time. And... um But, yeah, I never called us a hardcore band. I mean, you know, a lot of people associated us with hardcore. And I am i would always be proud of the fact that we were associated with hardcore. But I never said Biohazard is, you know, we represent New York hardcore. That was kind of tagged onto us by everybody else. Yeah. Unfairly. But um, just because I think that title belongs to, you know, Agnostic Front. Yeah. You know? Or Madball or Sick of It All or, you know. Any one of those bands? Was that
2: a practiced response right there? It sounded almost rehearsed. That. No, no, see, <laughs> no I'm that thinking of it. That was good. That was good. I'm no, making no, it no. up as I'm saying. Chris, when did you you play with Biohazard <laughs> in, in, with your old band? Was that was it? Uh, oh no, that was. No, uh, no, no, that was but of I remember the sessions. I remember one of the. I saw Biohazard twice, but then I saw Biohazard <laughs> on a big tour that was called New Titans on the Rock. <clears> yeah. And I saw him in Allentown. Oh, yeah. And it was insanity. i seen that. I've seen them in... Uh, and there was a lot of everything. fights. It, was, yeah, yeah, it was crazy. But it was a crazy tour package. I think Sepultura... Sepultura had on and... Sacred Reich, Sacred it was on it. Uh, I don't know if... They, Sick of It All. Us. Yeah, Sick of It All, you guys. Yo, it was so cool. Stuff like that doesn't seem to really go down right now.
1: Well, but. that was a tour that went across the country. With yeah. Sick of It All. Yeah. Sick of It All was on that whole tour. But Sepultura put us on a couple of the shows. Yeah. Like, around the East Coast. Oh, you weren't on the whole we tour? You, no.
2: Oh, okay. I thought you guys weren't on the whole tour. We were tour. only on a couple of the shows. Because I, I saw you guys, and you were already doing great at that spot in Allentown by yourselves. So when you came on that tour with that package, it was bananas. It was Yeah, little, I remember that very well. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was a crazy night. Yeah. That place is like, like you know, it's been closed down for years, but it's a yeah. notorious spot for that kind of uh, devilish activity. Uh, shenanigans. Right. Is, yeah.
1: Yeah, that was something else. That was 1991.
2: Was it? Yeah, yeah. Got a good memory. I 1991. Kind of stuff.
1: Fucking 24 years ago.
2: Wow. Well, I was there. I was in the crowd. I said, you know what? I, I predict in the future I'm going to have a podcast. <laughs> and, uh, and we'll nah, be we we'll be a word called <laughs> podcast, sharing onion rings together. I yeah. mean, back then, literally, you wanted to go to the show. You didn't, you know, it was the Aquarian magazine was important. Right. It's like a free yeah, aquarium was huge. Now it was Kind of like the Village Voice yeah. for the
1: tri-state area. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: like you go to a local gas station or something in, in, in this area that might have it. It's, otherwise, you don't know what the hell's going on. Well, it was called
1: the Aquarian, and I think it was called the East Coast Rocker for
2: a while. I think, wasn't that the second name, or was that or the, was first, that the name? first name? I don't know. But the Aquarian same was thing, like, though. yeah, it was the same one. It was yeah. almost like a <clears> it was like A, a little entertainment style. magazine. Yeah, but in the back was just rows and rows of... Like shows so, Yeah Venues would send in Their listings of shows right. It was great And then even If the venue didn't do that Whatever Whoever wrote Or helped the magazine It was almost in Like a classified ad Would be like Even smaller shows VFW halls and stuff Yeah It was really Really helpful Especially you know with, Without internet at the time Unless it wasn't because you would know If there was an internet Back then But it was probably Underground Because when was The internet so, invented So underground yeah, in the it was like 90s, a- it was like nothing on his text. <clears throat> what were people really doing
0: on it? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, no, I remember staying at... Forward, first, you know I mean? The no. first time I stayed at Richie's house, he had a computer in his room. Well, first of all, you had a big, giant box of letters. like Oh, yeah, yeah. Fan mail from people from his band, Crutch. Right? Yeah. So he had first a big box mail. filled yeah, with mail. letters, and he was like replying to people, doing all this shit. I'm like, mm. Jesus Christ. I still have that
1: box of the Bible <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Right?
0: yeah. Then he had a computer... And he was sent, he's like, yo, check this out, man. And he's sending an email to somebody. Yeah. And I thought it was the weirdest thing. I was like, why the fuck would you want to do that? I don't know why you would want to <laughs> email somebody. Like, H-. So now the other guy has to buy a computer just to get like a little message I from you. Me. But I didn't see the big picture. Yeah, he had to log on. <laughs> <laughs> bang, bang, yeah, it was bang, making bang, weird bang, noises. The... Yeah. <laughs> like machinery. But yo, it was. Turning it was either
2: vision. that or it was. Get the thing in the mail, go home, write a letter, get a stamp, just to say yes to a show offer or something. I mean, I was, it was crazy. <laughs> and, and, like, there was a small percentage of shows that we never even got to. I used to get music that way in the mail. Oh, yeah, what, with cassettes? Cassettes. And stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, I
1: had friends. I had a friend in San Francisco. I had a friend in California. They would send us cassettes of, you know, bands. And, yeah. You know, I was like, you know, oh, they are sending to send out a cassette, you know, they are going to have some fucking shit on there. And they'd, like, be like little, little bullshit bands. Hardcore demo, you yeah. know, fifteen of them on one cassette. Yeah, you know, copied fifty times. <clears throat> you know, I got a copy.
2: Sounded horrible. Sounded horrible. Yeah, but that, that was the, that was the shit. When you shit, get a though.
0: good, when you get a good mix from somebody, you know. Yeah, I Dude, remember Bluffer Blug put out mix. a demo
2: that was like a like a semi professional recording, but it was their demo. Yeah. And then VOD did one too. That was like a semi professional recording, but on it. yeah. And we were like, wow, wow, shit, what the fuck? Yeah, that's what, what I got. I got to do that now. No, things are great. Where could things go from here, though? You know what I mean? In the future, like, what could be the next? Like, it can't get any easier. I love it? demos. Yeah, I like demos, too. But now a demo is.
1: You know, I listened to yesterday it was the Chromex demo. I haven't heard it in years. Oh, yeah?
2: Yeah. You had it on, uh, I think they put it on some. Uh, yeah,
1: it's like a radio thing on iTunes. Yeah. It has it. Has all the. Uh, I listened to it yesterday. I was blown away. <clears throat> it had, like, the whole Chromex original, you know, Age of Coral demos. Yeah which were fucking great. And what's funny about that is, I remember talking to Harley about that a long long time ago. I think he actually plays the drums on
2: everything. I heard he was an insane drummer, somebody told me.
1: No, what I was, think it's actually Harley playing the drums. Yeah.
2: No, I, I, that's what I heard. Harley, I heard Harley is a really good drummer. A great drummer. You have yeah. seen him actually play, yeah? Yeah. He's that's fucking somebody great. Called. Somebody told me he went to he showed up at a at a like a rehearsal for a band uh-huh. to be a drummer, like a tryout. And, but they just wanted to jam with him. But he sat there and he played every song off the demo. he said, yo, whoever recorded that demo was sick. Like, that's, and he He, he, he nailed played it.
1: me, uh, years and years and years ago, he played me a demo of some Chrome egg shit that they were working on.
3: Yeah.
1: This is after, you know, Best Wishes. And he played me a demo, like four songs. And it was fucking amazing. Yeah. And I listened to it and I was like, who's going to sing on it? He was like, I don't know, you know. They were talking about having John back in the band. And I was like, Who play who's playing the drums? And he goes, Me.
2: Wow. Hey, bro, it was phenomenal. Yeah. He's an awesome bass player too. Just, for like an artist. One like, of the greats. Yeah. A little nutty, but Yeah, he's nutty. What are you gonna do?
1: Yo, Chrome Eggs in general. I mean, yesterday I listened to that demo. I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that since I'm probably fifteen years old. Yeah. When my best friend Mick was like, Yo, you gotta hear this shit. There's this band uh called Chrome Eggs. You got to hear this shit. I was like, what the fuck is that? And he put it on and we listened to it. We were like, I was like, are they black? Yeah. Because John was was so, he was doing so much HR shit. Yeah. I was like, these guys think they're the bad brains, huh? I It was the first time I ever heard them was yeah. that demo. And I listened to it yesterday. I was like, this is, fu-. yesterday listening to it, I was yeah. like, this is still fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah.
2: You know, great no, man. That's a band that just like a chromags were monsters, bro. Yeah, we we like- played with the chromags <laughs>
1: a lot back in the day, but they were going through shit back then. You know, we played with them with John, we played with them without John.
3: Yeah,
1: they were always amazing. Yeah. Always, you know. Say what you want to say about some of the personalities of those guys, whatever. Yo, you cannot is that you cannot deny that? the That's fact that those guys and Agnostic Front, you know, really wrote the book for a lot of bands that went on oh, yeah. after.
2: Oh. That. Undeniably yeah. yeah But with the Chromax It's almost like The crazy personality conflicts Overshadows the bad Well I think it almost It might have helped That first release Maybe You know what I mean It might not A release like that Might not exist Without personalities like oh, yeah. that Oh yeah You know Or egos like that Or whatever Yeah But no That, yeah, that, that Age of Quarrel is sick Sick What's wrong? What are you guys doing with sign language? The sign language with Chris, Chris? Checking is out the talk. to not allowed lot talk. Yeah, yeah? What kind of coffee? Yeah. I don't want it. It's good, good coffee. coffee. Yeah. yeah, it is pretty
3: good. It's good, it's good
2: coffee. It's a or regular. It's a regular coffee. Okay, oh, good. Yeah. Two of them.
0: Two of them. You guys are okay? Yeah, we're good. Thanks. I won't let a brother drink coffee alone. Thanks,
1: oh, brother. Right. Thank you. Cup of Joe with Mad Joe.
3: I
0: love it. And as
2: a drummer, in all of heavy music, let's say hardcore, metal, whatever, right. who are some of your favorites?
0: Yeah, what drummers impress you? Impressive. Because before you before you answer, watching you play the drums mm. as, as a drummer, as a I'm a shitty drummer, it's good. but watching it's good. you play the drums is like you can't look away. He's a smooth operator. You do drum. shit on you with your hands and your <laughs> yeah. feet so fast that I like I want I want to slow mo videotape it so yeah. I can watch and see what you yeah. did because you do shit that's so that's quick. It's just like, it's impressive. You know what I mean? Thank you. So as a drummer watching a, another drummer, mm. you're, you're without a doubt, one of the top five hardcore drummers Thank you. that's ever existed. <laughs> if you don't mind, I call you a hardcore drummer. You call me whatever you want. I But love uh, that. as far as the bands that I grew up listening to in hardcore music, mm. you're one of the top five. Oh, I, I mean, I could say, I mean, I could say probably top two. Maybe number one. Thanks, just man. say top that's five nice. to. to All right, not get off his dick and let the answer. <laughs> no. Let me step off this. <laughs> no, that's nice. Hack.
1: I mean, people tell me that sometimes. Who, uh, you know,
0: who impresses you?
1: Who impresses me though? That's now we're talking. I mean, Let's talk. For hey, me, call. John Bonham from Led Zeppelin. Not a hardcore drummer. Yeah. But just the most massive, powerful fucking gorilla on the drums ever. Yeah.
2: Some some stuff seems off with him. No, like you Thank a fancy coffee cup. Get, What's that one man? song I always say is yeah. off, Chris? <laughs> I want you to just really see oh. it. I want you to really... Yeah. Know, yeah. You know No Quarter by Led Zeppelin? Yes. What is, is something like kind of weird on the drums going on there? It's right? yeah. like A little off, I always thought. A little off? Yeah, because he's a huge Led Zeppelin fan. I like Led Zeppelin too, but when they start praising the drummer, I'm always like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's something. Uh, yeah. Is
0: weird. he
2: good for the time
0: or is he good for the time? Timeless. He's
2: revolutionary. But,
1: I, see, I, I still listen to the, what... Listen, when I'm not on the road, because when I'm on the road, I'm playing Biohazard shit every yeah, night, yeah. you know. And uh, the only time I really really play the drums on my own is, you know, the ten minutes for sound check, you know, that I get by myself. Cheers. Kazoon-tack.
2: Good coffee right there. Joe's taking
0: selfies and whatnot. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to I'm trying um, to get my Twitter shit going. Good going. Right. I'm trying to do the post. I'm not
1: going to blow up your Twitter. Twitter because nobody cares about me on Twitter. Oh so come so on now! Don't don't put come that pressure on, on me. But John Bonner from Led Zeppelin. Is the greatest drummer Rock drummer Any drummer uh, In my opinion Ooh, right. You know He's just there. Uh, There's shit that I When I'm when I'm home And I, I'm practicing drums Yeah Because these days I like to just play drums You know I go to my studio And just sit down by myself And play And I like to play along to Music that's challenging for me You know And I, I put on a bunch of different shit Like I have like a playlist You know With some old Bad brain shit Because I idolize yeah. Earl yeah. I think yeah. Earl was probably the greatest punk rock drummer of all time. Yeah? Earl Hudson. Yeah, he's
3: nutty. Amazing. Yeah.
1: His intensity is just crazy. The band is just ridiculous. But I love playing along to that. And uh I'll play along to that, and I'll play along to Led Zeppelin. Hmm. And, I mean, when I listen to Led Zeppelin, that guy was doing shit on the drums then that that dudes can't do now. Just so musical. And yeah. so everything he does is appropriate, you yeah. know, and and incredibly, like, just very creative and innovative, you know? But I think some of it, maybe you got to be like a drummer guy to appreciate, maybe. Yeah.
2: Not a lot of people really, you know, like, I love the band, but it's right. just like when, they, when I narrow it down, just listen to his drums, is he really good at doing stuff that I don't understand? Or is he off here and there? I, that's what I don't know, to be honest. Like I'll well, tell
0: you the well, truth. It was I,
1: definitely raw shit. I, you
0: know? Well, my truth, I love I Led Zeppelin. I'd rather listen to you play drums for Led Zeppelin. <laughs> Yo, I don't think that... This John Bonham guy could sit down
2: and play a Biohazard song. Me personally, I don't think he could pull it off. He's dead anyway. I know that, but
0: I'm sure he could. That's the sad yeah, thing. I don't we'll know, never know. <laughs> <laughs> like they know. Like a Ringo, like a Ringo
2: Starr guy saying he's the best drummer. Come on, you can't, you can't play Van Halen song. Ringo Starr. No, but but my my here, top you know?
1: drum is definitely with John Bonham. Yeah. Just for overall, just power and just finesse. Yeah. and I used to really love and I still love Neil Peart from Rush even though I don't oh, listen to yeah, Rush yeah, when I was a kid I had a live or well, my brother had a live Rush album Yeah. exit stage left and I used to play along to that in my mother's basement on the drum kit that I had down there I didn't have all the big drums yeah. but that was a big drum kit huh? that was fun I'm good I'm good but um I was a big fan of Neil Peart because yeah. he was so technical and intense you know and I love um I always liked Chuck Biscuits, his punk rock shit. Yeah. I'm not talking about Chuck Biscuits and Danzig. He was great in Danzig. Yeah. But when he was in the Circle Jerks for a minute, that dude was incredibly on fire. Punk rock drummer. He was
2: in a lot of bands, right?
1: Yeah. I love Bill Ward from Black Sabbath because oh, he's yeah, just crazy. Yeah. And I love fucking Earl from the Bear Bridge. Earl is just a monster. Yeah. And, you know, when... um in the, in the, in, when I discovered the Chrome Eggs and, and I got into Mackie, you know, I was able to see Mackie play the drums a lot back then. I've seen, I mean, I've sat behind Mackie on the drums a hundred times It shows. Yeah. He's amazing. I yeah. love Mac. You know, Mackie is just fucking, uh, a very unique. Uh, nobody uh, plays drums like Yeah. Him, nobody man. plays like him. You know, I like drummers that have that unique voice, yeah. you know, and Mackie's definitely one of those guys that you hear the drum, you know, it's him. Yeah. no matter what the drums are if Mackie's playing them you know it's Mackie yeah. if you know the, what he does
2: got kind of a weird style cool style huh the way he sets up and everything it's, it's, yeah uh, yeah it's so. uh, really
1: weird I can't play his drums yeah. you
0: have the, the same plays. type of thing like it's a signature sound like uh yeah you know the weirdest thing about the drums is like if if, if you hit a drum if you hit mm-hmm. a snare drum mm-hmm. and I hit the same snare drum the same stick it doesn't sound the it same it could sound different yeah. so you just have like a snap like you a know, recognizable snap to your drums. Did you use a piccolo
2: or no? For a short time I did. Yeah, Because yeah. Biohazard was responsible for, for a lot of bands using Getting piccolo piccolo's. snares. And I think even after you... I, I always thought you had a piccolo. Then I remember seeing you way back live and you didn't have one. No. But it still had that kind of sound. Like just like it was cutting through so hard. that That's why I always thought it was like...
1: I way. always tune my drums like... Uh, when I was a kid, I used to love Buddy Rich. You know, it was one of my favorite drummers of all time, Buddy yeah. Rich. And uh I always tune my drums like him. You know what I mean? I yeah. still do to this day, yeah. actually. Like, very open sounding. Like, I don't like real thumpy, thumpy drums. I like them to sound very open.
3: Yeah.
1: You know, I don't like the toms just go do do I like them to really be like, bubbies, bubbies, bub-, you know,
3: open. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't like that sound, but I, I like that kind of ringy Open drum sure. sound So I always tune my snare drum like that And uh, I remember back at the beginning of the band A lot of people When we would play shows The sound man was always like Ah put some tape on that uh, snare drum And I'd be like You ain't putting no tape on this drum you say, mind your business Fuck you bro fuck, fuck you, you bro <laughs> Yo uh fuck you asshole You're fuck You ain't putting fucking tape am
0: watching you On my fucking
1: drum stuff,
0: Put tape on your fucking mouth <laughs> But nah, that
1: was the thing. There's no tape, no tape on it. So I think I it's love playing kind of drums.
2: Re- I'm not a good drummer, but I do like playing. I, I wish like I started too. young. I wish I started playing young. But <laughs> it seems like the biggest pain in the
0: ass of, of all the choices you could play
2: is the drums. Oh my
0: god.
2: Oh I man, I
0: played in Strength for a reason for a little bit, and you know you're aware of the level of unprofessionalism I bring to the game. <laughs> so yeah. You know about that, right? You don't know where it's coming or going. So, man. dude, setting up, it was just like fuck. Yeah. Like, we have a show? Fuck! Yeah. Just like the thought of thinking of packing my shit and my, putting shit all my up. crappy stands in my army duffel bag and, you know what I mean, just, uh, I, I like I used to pray that like my shit would get broken and I'd be like, <laughs> oh, fuck, guys, we can't play any more shows. Anymore. I
1: still, I, I do know what you mean because I still do, I don't have a drum tag, you know? So like nowadays when we go do shows, I set up my drums and take care of it and do the whole thing. I enjoy it, you know, because it puts me in touch with what I'm doing. I get yeah. to tune them up and get it ready, whatever. But, yeah, it's a fucking pain in the ass. Dude, totally. Yeah, our, old drummer, our, old drummer
0: Shannon, our old drummer, Shannon, he did that shit like, uh, like uh, Japanese Kung Fu. Like yeah. he, That was his meditation. That of that setting call? his can... drums up. Nah. I was uh-huh. off. He used to set his drums up as soon as you get to the club, <laughs> yeah, and then he would break them down. Or at least move everything. Yeah. And then he would re- he reset it up, it up right before we played again. Yeah. And he that was really like his... Right. He bothered so it so much
2: that he did that.
0: Like. Mm. Yeah, but it was great, though. Like, for him. It was well, like, just doing? think about what an interesting guy. Like, if you saw, like, a... Uh, if, if you saw that kind of wow, dedication that, and huh? commitment in, like, any other yeah. craft, you'd be like, wow, this guy really loves his <laughs> shit. He loves- He's
1: like, that really bothered me that he did that. <laughs>
2: well, every day, right? would be like, what are you doing? He said it... His, it's, we, nobody's in the club yet We just get there He sets up his entire set In the middle of the floor You know You gotta walk around Everything is, And then he breaks it down And puts it somewhere else And then he sets it up again Before we play Yeah it
0: it's just like That ritual I don't know To because, me, the yo, ritual You're a guitar rit- player Alright You yeah. gotta
1: understand For the drummer It's like Yo it's a lot of stress man Like we get into the club And it's like Yo when can we set up Yeah. Oh you guys gotta wait You know And that's it's like You gotta stand there With all your shit yes. You gotta keep an eye on it You You're a guitar player You got your guitar on your back you know, yes, you got your little yeah. handle, and you're like, "Yeah, hey, i got my shit right here. I'm good." Yeah, I'm the drummer, go. there's a mountain of shit. He can't move by himself. Yeah, he's yeah, got to yeah. stand there now. So he's like, "Fuck it, I'm going to set it up, make sure it's okay." Yeah. And so it goes quicker for the guitar player when we get on stage. That's no, it's For your benefit, and he yeah. had very few very uh,
0: malfunctions. I'll say no, that yeah. Shannon had very few. <laughs> he was solid. live I, I, malfunctions. I, I, I this I guy, has, guys this guy's him.
2: malfunction every every other. He show is a, a malfunction. You know what? He like he's like a guitar player that. He goes on the internet, he reads what this other guitar player does, he buys an apparatus, then he, he he tries it out and it doesn't work. So he's got like eight, nine pedals going and he doesn't use even one of them. <laughs> but if something in the mix is messed up, it ruins yeah, everything. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. He's a uh, fiddler. Yeah, he's a weirdo. He likes and then he'll, he'll take he'll take his own gear and he opens it up. He's oh, like, yeah. you know, if my oh. guitar is broke, I'm not opening it. I don't know what the inside of my guitar looks <laughs> like. You know, yeah. Would you do surgery? Oh, yeah. Would you do surgery yeah, on your
0: pets? Nah, you wouldn't do that. Why a, do a guitar player? You don't take a guitar player. I know, yeah. I'm
2: not like a, I'm not like a tech guy. You're not guy, a gear you know? guy. Yeah, yeah. not yeah. a gear guy. Me either. Yeah. I don't fuck with drums. Drums are expensive, too. Like, yo, you're buying the friggin' cymbal you know you're gonna break, it. it's costing 300 What well, a fucking up. heartbreaker, right? Oh, my, oh god. my god. Like, nobody invented an unbreakable <laughs> cymbal at this point in the game. I know. The yeah.
0: fuck?
1: We got fuck got I bet
2: there's some kind of shit that you could invent. It's you spray the cymbal, like a clear coat, and it makes it unbreakable. I bet there's something. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> Get on it's that. It's a titanium alloy. It's rough. Like, yo, do you yeah. ever see the stuff yeah, that you like We got a factory. in Stroudsburg, and then you PA. And it, you can't yeah, then, but <laughs> there's you know. stuff like
2: that that exists for other but things. But the
0: reason the, the breakable part of the cymbal is what gives it the, the sound. That's the, the part we got to
1: develop. All my cymbals are broken in my house. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, in my studio, all my cymbals are broken. Yeah. Even the stuff you play live? You know, it's
1: funny. The first album. I remember doing that first album. And I remember people coming over me and being like, "Yo, oh, man, you got that unique cymbal sound." I was like, "Yeah, you know, very unique." Yeah, <laughs> what were you playing on that, right? Oh, yeah, I can't tell you. It's very unique. Cracked
0: by Zildjian.
1: Fucking destroyed two dollar bullshit cymbals. Yeah. Every one of them destroyed that yeah. first album and the second album. Yeah, I, I don't and I, the third album. I, I, wouldn't
2: have, I wouldn't have the heart to buy new ones. No, like right now we're recording, and our drummer he wants his cymbals louder and. I don't really like loud cymbals in a mix. Yeah. I would think it almost blurries yeah. the, ba- the kick and the snare. You know what I mean? I'm with you. But he wants this loud cy- Basically, he's got crappy-ass cymbals. Yeah. That's another thing. You got these, the cheapest cymbals you could find, and now you want them high in the mix like yeah, they're good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's going to listen to this and cry oh, about it. Smack when you smack yeah. Turn that up. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're willing to go out and buy top-notch cymbals, then you know maybe we could get them up yeah, a little yeah. bit. But otherwise, like, am I going to buy like, you know, the Kmart guitar and say I want my guitar louder yeah. in the yeah, mix? Yeah. No, but yeah. Uh, yeah, we've been through it, that I with the bass once. Yeah, our <laughs> old bass player too, Big Show. He was like, never had his own bass. He had to borrow bass from this guy we know. Oh, he was yeah. in the band for years. Then all of a sudden, he saves like one hundred and twenty dollars. He buys two basses. <laughs> uh, he comes in like, an, it was like shaped like an explorer or something. I think he spent $400 on two bases. Oh, shit. And he was so psyched, he plugged them
0: in. It sounded like the Muppet Show. Yeah. Yeah, the one base was a hollow body. Yeah. It was a hollow body court.
3: And he's wants to play, oh,
0: he wants to play
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wisdom and Chains with a hollow body court. Oh, oh That's some sounds. Yeah, See, it was bad. When, when I was a kid, I had shitty drums.
1: Yeah. No name, you know, some bullshit. Yeah. But I got used to shitty drums, and I had yeah. to figure out a way to make them sound good, you know? And a drum is a drum. Yeah. Whether it's a shitty drum or it's some kind of fancy, uh, you know, deep drum. I'd
2: imagine shit. with something like drums, you could take a crappy set. Yeah, and you and could make you it could, sound good. Yeah.
1: And I always did, you know? And I think that made me better at making drums sound good. Yeah. Because, you know, not to blow myself up, but I'm good at tuning drums. That's something yeah. I'm good at. At, at least it, the, for what I want to hear, I can make a drum sound the way I want it to hear. Yeah. want to hear it. Any drum. Yeah. You know? So that's a good thing. I I know drums. You know, I've been doing it since I'm four years
0: old. Forty years. That's crazy. Do any of your kids play drums? They all play.
1: They can all play. Uh, Well, not all of them. My my youngest son is too too little. But but,
0: you're not impressed. But they can all sit down and play a beat. (laughs) Yeah. You know? That's cool.
1: And they're all creative kids. But none of them is really... Well, my, my oldest son, Jake, is 13. He was playing drums in school for a while. Now he's not so into it anymore. He's not the other shit. So none of them really grabbed it, onto it like like I did. you know. Like I said, when I was five years yeah. old, I was already playing and knew what I was going to do for the rest. I was already like five years old in kindergarten. I was already like, yeah, so I'm going to be in a band and I'm going to make songs and travel around the world. Nice.
2: That's what I'm going to do. You did it. Yeah. And you done did it, Done son. did it. You know, the
0: first beat I ever learned was, uh, you know that song Sweet Pea? Sweet oh, Pea? Sweet Pea. Won't you be my girl? <laughs> it's like and it's like a Danny beat though. It's like, and I, I that's the first song I ever learned how to play. And I figured it out and I worked it out. And then I just went on like beat. I was beat crazy. You know where I stole that from, right?
1: You know where I stole that from.
0: Right?
1: Where You know where I stole that from, right? Where you ever hear uh, the Who? Um... Uh, which we
2: call it? Um, the name of a song? Um, Bob
1: O'Reilly, by yeah. the who? Oh, that's a yeah. great song, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in the beginning, when, it, when the drums come in. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's where I stole
0: it from. Shit, nice. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. You were yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to put that Moon. in a lot of songs. Keith yeah. Yeah. I'm going to put that in a lot that of That
1: little shoot. thing that he did, Keith Moon did.
0: That's what I meant by the term Busy me.
2: Snare. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right thing. Stole it right. from Keith Moon. Oh, shit. Thanks, I Keith. I didn't create nothing. Go get your own beat now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't that the case with drumming in general? I mean, it's like, it's all based off... How many... Uh, Everybody else. Is there like a legitimate amount of... Like, if you're a, a student of drumming, are there like... How many beats are there? Like, it's unlimited, but the, the main part... What is it? Three or four things yeah. and then you can work off of? It's simple. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's simple. It's all the other little things you do in between yeah. the beats that make it
2: different. How about Did these anyone these hear- You like these weird old crazy bands with this like, odd like time signatures or What do you mean? Chris, What's like a weirdo what band? Like, uh, well, like Name the, one. These bands with these like eight string guitars and oh, like, no. like
1: animals as leaders, like all that jazz influence. I don't know
2: what that is. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of weird shit. Drug addict music, I <laughs> it's not drug addict music. I
3: don't, <laughs> I
1: don't know anything about it. I don't know anything about it. I mean, you
2: know. You wouldn't like it. You can't snap your fingers towards nothing like that.
0: It's yeah. weird if you listen to something and you can't bob your head. You can't, like, kind of feel the beat. You can't get into, like, a groove. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or as soon as you do, they switch it and you're like, oh, fuck, now I'm over here. Like that band Converge. Converge is crazy. I man. feel like I'm falling down the stairs when I hear this.
1: <laughs> That's what I feel like with Dillinger Escape play. Yeah, like that
2: type of stuff. I'm as great as they D- are. Yeah, they're awesome. And they're I know better. the drummer
1: for that band. Yeah. The, the kid, uh, Bill. I think his name is Billy. Yeah. Billy, yeah, Billy. He's from Long Island the kid is a monster fucking drummer and that whole band is just
2: insane yeah musician yeah. wise they're, they're, yeah they're right but there.
1: I I mean I bought a couple of their records I I don't listen to it yeah I don't listen to it it's just like a little over my head I'm yeah. an idiot you know I'm a caveman I, I just need you know my Chrome and my yeah. shit terror yeah. records and that's all I can and my carnival records yeah. that's all I understand and Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath
2: yeah said now that you've been you guys are out again you're real busy are you seeing younger bands that any Give you know spark any interest or no not really I
1: don't really you know I'm, I'm a fucking asshole. Like, I don't even listen to younger bands. Come yeah. on, give us one. Give us well, one. Well, you am saying like you cool. figured
2: you've seen them live, like, if you're playing with Salma. Man,
1: I told you, all I like is, like, the five bands that I just named <laughs> right there. That's pretty much all I listen yeah. to. I, you know, I don't know. I, I, there, there's a lot of bands that I see or hear that, you know, it sounds good.
3: Yeah.
1: But honestly, these days, I, I can't get past the way the records sound with all the fake drums and everything. Yeah. Like, that's just an immediate turn off for me. If I'm listening to Nine Inch Nails and the, and the drums are programmed, yeah, that's expected. I'm a big fan. I love that yeah. shit. But when you're like supposed to be like hardcore type band or metal core type band or whatever you want to call it, yeah. and the drummer, it's obviously a fucking like drum machine type deal.
3: Yeah,
1: I always look at it like a live show, you know. If they don't sound like that live and they're not going to, yeah. I'm not interested. You know what I mean? It's just, it just doesn't do it for
2: me. You know, now the, these metalcore bands are using, like, drum tracks live and guitar tracks live. I'm not big on it.
0: Guitar that. tracks I'm live? Really yeah. That. That's crazy. Yeah, it's like, what the
1: fuck? I mean, some bands do that well. But for what yeah. we all do, I always looked at it like, bro, just get up there with your instruments Play for real and just do yeah. your show. Yeah, that's the way I get. And
2: plus, it. you want to make it a little different than the song that's on the album. Like, I want to do something a little different. Yeah, yeah, you yeah want, you want, want the different. a little flavor, yeah. uh, a little bend, something. That's yeah, crazy. It doesn't
0: have to be boring. Um, you know what I've been listening to lately? What's that? Like, I love like newer bands. I love that new Angel Dust record. That's yeah, pretty cool. And that new Turnstile record, man.
1: Turnstile, yeah. everybody's talking about that. And that. if you
0: like drum sounds, two great, great. Real drum sounds. Yeah, natural drum sounds. Real good drummers, real good drum sounds. Real good drum recording, man. Yeah. And they and they do a lot of cool shit. Yeah. Stuff that, yeah, as a drummer, you would I'm appreciate. Yeah, More
2: yeah, way more rock and roll than you would think. Yeah. Which I saw, thought all these hardcore bands were going, like, going away from any kind of rock or punk influence for so long. But now, I'm starting to hear it again, you know? Yeah, it's, good,
1: it's good that hardcore type bands start getting a little more punky these days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because to me... I mean, I was a, I was a fan of punk rock music through my older brothers and my, and their friends. When I was a little kid, like the first thing I listened to, you know, was like, uh, like English punk and shit like that. When I was like eight or nine years old. Yeah. And when that shit came back around, like in the early eighties and I started hearing bands, I was already like, but I already heard this is like old already. Yeah. You know, like hardcore shit. I didn't know what hardcore was. To me, it was always punk rock first. Yeah. And uh, that, it's good Like when bands get more into that punk rock, that old punk rock thing, because that attitude was the best. That was the best. Yeah. You know, I love that. I'm you always got to come,
0: like, keep a leash, you know what I mean? Like, don't stray too far from from the, the roots of the thing, you know what I mean? Always you know, come back it, to it. It's
1: good to do something different, <clears> but, <throat> you know, I am just happen to be a fan. I just happen to be a fan of that, so for me to hear that bands now, it's good. But not that many bands are doing it. But that's why I like you guys. Because you got kind of like an oi thing going on and stuff a little bit. It, you know, and you got songs, you know, the way you guys structure your songs. It's a little more old school. I like that, you
0: know. Thank you, Danny. I'm thank you Danny. Much much I like you, Danny. That's why I always like you guys. Well, thank you, Danny. <laughs> Danny, Chris, just let us know we have not much uh, time left. I oh, hope you yeah. had fun. So tell oh, us yeah, about the
2: tour you got coming up. Doing something with Sworn Enemy, right? Mm.
0: What yeah. do you got? Yeah.
1: Uh, March 27th, 28th, ninth, 30th. Yeah, like the first, last two weeks of March. A little U.S. run, us sworn enemy. Brick by brick is on some of the shows. Nice, you know, just a little fun. Little, we're playing Long Island, we're playing Jersey, we're playing uh, upstate, Boston, Philly,
2: Voltage.
0: I think, yeah. Yeah. Nice, and the new record. When can we expect the new record out? Later this year. Later this year.
1: (laughs) I don't know exactly when. Later
0: this, hear, yeah, later this year, then. Same as the Wisdom Chain's record. Yeah, later this year. You know what? Sometime later this year. <laughs>
2: Maybe at the end of this, we'll play a new Wisdom track. Fade oh, out. All right, Chris. Edit it. it in there. Boom. With the new My killer. Danny, oh. I hope you had a good time. I hope you enjoyed oh, the food. time. You guys are and I love you.
0: We would love to have you back again sometime. We hey, already time? had Bobby on the show one I time. I know. I heard and a little was uh, surprised, too, with Bobby. Yeah, that was like a cool little. He just popped in. we got to have and, uh, Craig
2: from Sick of It All with Danny because they're two, 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 two kind of weirdo guys. You know what I mean? You yeah. head head. I don't know if I you really like
1: them. when me and Craig get together. Oh, I would uh, like love it. it. It's It's bad. I remember my wife used to yell at me all the time, like, when you and him talk, you just talk over each other the whole Yeah, time,
0: Oh, yeah. used to say. That's gonna so happen. it might be bad for the podcast. We might have to, you know, you'll be Craig's Wrangler. I'll be yeah. Danny's Wrangler. And, yeah. we'll just, and Chris will have just. a lot of editing to do. <laughs> <laughs> All are going to need
1: somebody to keep us on, uh, on task.
0: Well, it was great to have you. And uh, I'm sure we'll have you on again soon. Yeah. And we'll do this again. And stay tuned for the new Biohazard record. And go see them when they tour the U.S. in March. Deluxe and we'll see you soon (laughs) thank you Danny Deluxe Shuler peace That's